Hello and welcome to this episode um, 48. Did we say 48? 48. Of the Northern Invasion podcast. <laughs> Professional as ever. See, Scott's, Scott's there. I think we've sorted it out. Um, so so you, you, it's been a while since we've all been together, but you're joined this evening by myself, Hugh West, and we have the full group. So we have Mr. Scott Smith. Evening all. We have uh, Liam Watt. It's muted. <laughs> Go on, Liam. <laughs> Come on. Hello. Hey! <laughs> and we have Nathan Watson. Hello. There's a bit of a delay getting to Aberdeen, obviously. So. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, we, we've got the super fast broadband going on in in, in sunny Orkney, it seems. So, so yeah, it's no, been a while. I that door so you didn't have to hear Frozen 2. Obviously, oh, no, you, know, you probably sure. have that enough. Frozen 2 is excellent. It's, put, it's, it's a copyright, though, isn't it, really? It's played oh, yeah, well, that's it. Need to keep this podcast Disney, monetized. Disney would be straight on us. <laughs> they listen, obviously, already. I've, I've spent... <laughs> most of well no most of today when i wasn't working because obviously i've been working uh, i spent most of today downloading creative commons royalty free music so uh, copyright free music so that i can uh, utilize that um going mm. forward but yeah we'll maybe chat about that in a bit um but yeah so um it's been a while um we we can feel lockdowns easing and and um people have managed to um get out from under the hobby hood. Scott's been freed by the postman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep keep them busy, you know, kind of kind of staff forward for too long. No, no. So so yeah, we're all we're all up and running and, and it's a special weekend because we have a release this weekend which is um uh which is the new general's handbook. So so we're um we're we're gonna have a quick a quick chat about that. Um we've probably got a a massive or not so massive hobby update, a little bit of news, and I think we've got a raft of questions as well. So, so uh, stay tuned for that one. Uh, there's a mixture of questions um, from the sublime to the ridiculous as ever. So, uh, we'll we'll try and get through those. But maybe first of all, uh, quick quick hobby update since our last one. Uh, I've not I've not actually done any hobby for sigma because i've been waiting for the new handbook to see if points changes missions things like that i didn't want to i didn't want to invest too much time and uh in doing something that was either going to be non-existent or unworkable so i Such finished my that's me yeah Such a win at all cost player that's me uh inside out so i i have finished my star wars legion my empire army and done some extra stuff for that so I've got a massive amount of that ready. Um, I've now built and got all my rebel army ready as well. So that's going to be painted over the next couple of weeks. Um, and then I'll have both sides of that so that I can play games. I got one of those um, Firestorm uh, Firebase things, sorry, from from Dark Fantastic Mills. Uh, you know, the modular yeah, they're space. Oh, it's so good. And uh, it's all it's all magnetized, so you can snap it together. And the kids have loved it because the kids have been over there. They are wanting to play, but they're a little bit more interested in making big castles and putting walls everywhere. And yeah, so so they have just as much fun setting up battlefields than actually playing games. So, so that's get, good. Uh, to get Gary to make a, <clears throat> a dark fantastic novel Death Star. Oh, oh, I'm sure he That'd could. Awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. Modular. 
Of course. Excuse me, I've just brought beer all over myself. There's an issue. There's an issue. I'm saturated. Yes. <laughs> it's the way I like my stew. That's it. I'm, I'm a very moist man. It's the, it's the hand. Dude. I've been punked. <laughs> Fucking, there's something wrong with these beers. Every time I'm opening these beers at the moment, it's frothing all over me. So I'm an amateur. I'd never make a barman. Only a poor workman blames his tools, Joe. Well, that's it. I'm now sitting here looking like I've pissed myself. Sat on the sofa. And I've got. <laughs> right, this is just me. Can you finish the beer? It's my old man wine. I've got. I feel like John Merrick. <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> I feel like John Merrick. I've got like these big swollen hands today because I went and took the dog for a walk the other day and got absolutely assaulted by horseflies. So it's the only thing that I have any kind of a reaction to in Britain when it comes to insects. And they managed to bite me on my little fingers and on the back of one hand and on the back of my leg. And, uh, and my hands are all swollen and, and deformed, and I'm finding it difficult to hold things. So, so that's fun. Thankfully, they didn't get me on the head. So, yeah. There you go. Anyway, enough of me. <laughs> enough of my woes. <laughs> um, what have you been up to, Scott? Um. So, well, it's been months since I've been on <clears throat> on here, and I kind of uh, when lockdown hit, which was obviously months ago now, still. Um. Kind of dried up a bit really with the hobby hobby lust stuff well for aos anyway um and, and kind of bathed in more uh things like um 40k things about 40k a lot more this is even before the new edition was announced um and kind of well basically it all came about because I, I started counting my models and seeing what was what was in the loft and what I, <laughs> what, what i could sell and and what i could get myself excited about so i've made lots of little lists on an app um which is great <laughs> uh, but i sold i sold quite a lot um and kind of replenished some stuff with that kind of t- tidied up a few things and got got um excited about titanicus a lot um so with rich and you know nathan's keen as well um and andy we've kind of been chatting about that and buying a few more things for that i would had the grandmaster for a long time but Still only played one game, mind you, but hoping to, to now ramp up, we can all meet up again. So I was getting myself kind of all 40k era uh, horny and then not really feeling any OS vibes. <clears throat> and, then, and then I saw a, a, a picture on Twitter. It was like, I can't remember the guy's Twitter handle, but he'd done a simple head swap with a Stormcast, uh, I think it was a Castigator or something like that, but he'd, he'd put a, a chain rasp head on it and it looked really cool i was like oh suddenly i was like that was me back in back in the game <laughs> so i went and bought a bunch of stormcast and a bunch of uh chain rasps from um obviously people have got hundreds of damn things lying about from uh mortal realms oh, wow. magazines so you can get them cheap if you look if you look hard enough so i i got a bunch of them so that's a kind of back burner hobby kind of army i'm not interested in making it even like tournament tuned i just want to look cool so that kind of got me back in the boat and then getting more and more excited uh, as things started to ramp up and we got like, uh, you know, Ideneth, not Ideneth, uh, Lumineth coming out, yeah, and, and GHB news coming out. So so back back up to full speed now, really, um, getting myself excited about, about new things and... Mm-hmm. Sorry, two seconds. Um, and... <laughs> uh, 
say yeah so and well we'll come on to it but a few things with regards to the new handbook and um yeah but actually doing physical hobby i actually did some painting finally for the first time in ages so started painting some of the um obr that i've got with upcoming tournament in mind so that's the plan is to get them on the table for that so that's that's been me yeah you got arcan um i do yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a bad idea. Arkans, just yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you'll soon yeah. realise. No, I've tried. Uh, I had a couple of games with them before pre-lockdown, so I haven't actually won a game yet with them. So yeah, I'm going to drive the Petrifex meta into the ground. Well, that's good. Get, get the get the list, but not knowing what's going oh, on. Oh, that's it. Uh, I was playing against Rich's <coughs> Phoenix God. What are they called? Um, Phoenix army so that was that was why i could kill damn things but anyway that was months ago so lots has changed since then much excitement ready to go again yeah excellent what about yourself liam pain in the damn ko army jesus man it's, <laughs> it's, it's hard yeah uh, other than that building nurgle uh demon nurgle army which will be for both 4k and fantasy kind of excited for that Still think there's issues in the game, but we'll see if I can play through them. A lot of them I won't be able to do anything about, which is, I think, the problem with quite a lot of armies in the game at the moment. But other than that, still the magic prob- decks. We've probably got relevant questions about some of the issues, I think, later on. So As well, maybe... I'll keep it. Yeah, we'll maybe get to, to talk about those. Yeah. Uh, what well, about yourself? Trying to buy a house. Oh man. Well, you're allowed to at least now. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> but yeah. Well, well. Well. What about yourself, Nathan? Um, well, I've only just started hobbying again properly about a week and a half to two weeks ago. So after lockdown started, I started working from home. So my hobby room became my work room. And I found it more increasingly difficult to actually focus on doing any hobby when I had all of my work, like work, work surrounding me. So um, plus the fact my wife was an an NHS nurse and she returned from maternity leave basically at the start of lockdown, like the middle of March. So she works three days a week. I work four days a week and we had no childcare. So... I basically uh, didn't have any time. So I started playing Hearthstone. I managed to to play probably about 500 games or something of Hearthstone um, on my my phone and my laptop. Uh, I saw a couple of people in the community were playing it um, and getting legend. So I saw like uh, Ben Savage started playing it and uh, our JP was playing it, uh, James Tinsdale. So I challenged myself I was going to get Legend. I, I played it when it first came out, and I managed to get Legend uh, after three months of hard grinding. And as soon as I got that, I just threw myself back into the hobby now that childcare has resumed. Like, children <laughs> don't need to don't need to socially distance from adults anymore, do they? So no. much to grandparents' joy. So what I did at the start of lockdown was I threw money at Riath buying a hobby project. So I bought a Legion of Chaos Ascendant mix. <laughs> Um, thinking I want a kind of mixed take all comers kind of resilient arm. Yeah, like well, resilient, yeah. And then progressively 
over the last three months it has got less and less resilient um but it's still i'm still excited to play it i played a quick game with jp last night on tts uh, with my legion army got hammered by turn two but still having fun with it still excited by it um other than that i've been painting deepkin for two other people getting the airbrush out it's been quite good so yeah, uh, hobbies back, and I'm doing a hobby project. I'm not doing a filth project for the first time in three years. So it's quite good. I'm scraping the eyes off of horrors as I speak right now. So there's a little hint. All of my demons have no eyes. And are you just doing that? Just as a, is that just a psychological flaw you've got, or is that part of the hobby project? Just so they can't see how shit I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> no witnesses. <laughs> I like to scratch the eyes out of every model. You'll love, you'll love this. The fluff is Bellicor is the only model in the army that has eyes, for none can look on him. So everything else in the, the I've got a Lord to change. I've got a Vermin Lord, a Gaunt Summoner. I scraped eight fucking eyes off a Gaunt Summoner. Um, <laughs> horrors, Plague Bearers, Flamers. Everything's got their eyes scraped off. I saw, uh, it's not my own idea, I saw uh, JP Miniatures on Twitter years ago done this, and the photographs kind of circulated Twitter at the time. If I can find them, and if anybody wants to see photographs of them, just let me know. I'm pretty sure I've got them saved on my phone somewhere, but it was really eerie looking, really quite strange horrors without any face, like just the, the mouth. It's um, cool, quite dark. It, yeah, it's really dark. Like I'm going for a very pallid uh, colour scheme, blood and gore at the mouth, blue flames and really dark bases. So I think it'll look quite striking and it's going to allow me to start a Zinch army, a Nurgle army, a Slaves to Darkness army, and a Skaven <laughs> army all at once. They're all going to be based the same. They're all going to be painted the same. I can do mixed chaos. It's going to be good. Uh, sounds good. Sounds epic. Sounds yeah. like you're making up for last time there. Yeah, definitely throw myself into big time ah, good stuff uh so what have we got then so we've got the handbook which is a big thing to look at i suppose before we go on to that handbook aside why don't we do what's good and what's not because it's always good to put you on the spot so scott uh what's good and what's not oh no what's good and why that's the question isn't it what's good and why it's been so long why yeah yeah well like in in general or... Well, it's up to you. What's good and why? <laughs> God. Come on. Uh... What's the name of that drug that America bought? Nobody else can get it. Apparently that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Donald Trump. Oh, man. Good. Let's not get political. <laughs> What's good? Uh, Luminith dice. They're good. Oh, they have not opened the box yet. Yeah. Arwen's got the box. Uh, I got it as a hobby project. So is it, are they nice? They're good in that you can read them. And oh. they're from Team's Workshop. But they're actually not really cool. Um, so yeah, that's... that's, that's the yellow that's, that's like... Lumineth dice are good because you can read them. That's, because that's you fair. Can read in, Tell you what, can't yeah. read them. My pink quarters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, uh, Liam? What's good and why? What's good and why? Uh, Teclas is good. Most dominant magic unit in the game. Also nerfs every all other magic that opponents try. 
being able to unbind as much spells as you want is probably the most or the strongest version of that there has been. Obviously, it matters on how much magic your opponent has. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the ability to know all the spells he's lower. Means he's better than Nagash, who's probably second best wizard. Maybe joint with Lord of Change, but Teclas, I think, just does things that well, he can fight for one that uh, Lord of Change can't do as well as he can. he also be able to protect his whole army with a shield that on a 5 plus he ignores the effect of a spell, and if you're within 18, he throws D3 mortal wounds back at you, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty good. What about you, Nathan? What's good and why? Um, the Warhammer's community's ability to keep drama flowing in Twitter sphere during lockdown. <laughs> uh, Trying to think of some of the things we've had. We've had playtesters shouldn't play in team events or tournaments. That was pretty fun and entertaining. Um, God, there's been so much drama on Twitter. It's been great. Well, Loads people of people are... getting cancelled. Yeah, well, I mean, I think... Arch uh, Warhammer, that's a big one I'm following right now. It's taken up a lot of time <coughs> when I've been on the toilet reading those Twitter threads. Uh, is, is he the racist guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. big time. Oh, God. I yeah. watched a couple of clips from some of his videos, and, oh, my God, he's got a worse accent than you, Stu. Oh, it's cheers, ridiculous. <laughs> Is I think like that's what we should do. We should put like a like a group of who the worst, who's has the strongest accent. You've got Richie and Eaton on Just Play. You've got yourself, Stu. Oh, uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm so attacked. Hang on, I'm getting bad. Frankurian lives matter. Let's not let's not beat on Stu too much. No, but this this guy's Norwegian, but he puts on apparently puts on his character. He puts on a fake English accent or like British accent. Um, is like part of his, his act, I guess. I don't know, but yeah, no, the guy's ridiculous. Northern Invasion podcast doesn't endorse Arch Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Fair play. I think I think uh, racist bigots and just generally people who give people shit in general. We don't endorse our support, so you're not welcome. Hopefully, our friends and followers and things are of the same mind. <laughs> You will um, not be missed. Yeah, you will, not be missed. you will not be missed. Yeah. No, I think that was a good stand. I think that uh, when people were beating about the bush and there was a lot of dithering from people and companies that were worried about losing um, support and, and funds, I think it was quite a, a strong and bold statement. And I think, uh, I think it was You need to good. live by it. There's a couple of things surfaced on Twitter today. Obviously not yeah. to go on a tangent, but with that Black Library author, they need to... They need to stand by it, not just make a, a statement for the sake of placating the, the masses at the time. They definitely yeah. need to follow through. But it was big of them to do it. Like Games Workshop have never really engaged no. that way in a public forum. Um, yeah. they, they, they took their time on it as well because there's people uh, commenting, come on, Games Workshop, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But, oh, but to and, be honest, you know. they got the word in right and just rushing what? some they actually got worded that. correct exactly I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, the guy who wrote the that, that, wrote that. FAQ been out for that statement yet there's no been an no. FAQ yet there'll be somebody no, breaking it's, it's not been out two weeks yet I don't think <laughs> well, I think I think that whoever wrote that and then the person who signed it off and stuff yeah I think I think to rush something out and not get it just spot on 
I think I think it was worth the wait. So, and I think yes. it shut a lot of people up who the drama queens who just want that instant gratification and and lightning fast engagement backwards and forward where people trip up. I think that yeah, they might have been whining for a while, but I think that when okay. when it's yeah. better to be to take your time and and to say something properly rather yeah. than just uh, tie and yourself big, in a knot. They're a big you know listed company, the board of directors, blah blah blah. You know. Yeah. Things don't happen that quickly at that higher level. A lot of you've, got to, you've got to get it right. Yeah. So there you go. That's good. Um, I don't know what's good and why. Loads of stuff's good. Uh, Punk IPA is good. Ooh, it's, it's fresh. It's crisp. And um, yeah, it makes me smile. Did you get any of the the Barnard's Castle? No. First no, time I... no, I didn't either. But I've, I've ordered some from the second wave. Nice. Which will be coming in about a month's time, probably. But I shall look forward to a wee surprise. Another good thing. It's solid. Punk IPA. Another thing that's good is that tournaments are starting again because we'll get the we'll get to roll dice in company with other people and hopefully go out for a pint. Um, sensibly, of course. But but yeah, Yeah. I'm looking forward to it and and it makes. But not Weatherspoon because we don't like Weatherspoon. Well, um, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, we don't we don't make political statements, but um. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> He's a dick. That's not political statement. I just don't go Weatherspoon. Yeah, we'll we'll stick we'll stick to Brewdog, a fine a fine upstanding Scottish company. Establishment. Mor- morals are in the right place, and the beers fantastic. Indeed. So there you go. Have you seen and we had, we're not paid by them, even though we could. <laughs> yeah, we should be. Gonna record a jingle. What gamers can drink? Have, have you seen they're planning to do a drive-through? That's amazing. Yeah. Drive, drive, drink and drive responsibly. <laughs> Don't not drink and drive, just drink and drive responsibly. Yeah, drive then. Drink. Isn't there a thing in Scottish law for with driving that you're not supposed to have alcohol drinks in the front seats? Well, they didn't, they didn't say it would be in Scotland. They announced what it was going to be like: one in America, one in Australia, one in Germany, and one maybe. Maybe it was down south. You run out of beer. Autobahn drive-through. Yeah, I, I can't see it being a good move here. Um, it's just asking for disaster. <laughs> so what they did do, what they did do is while we're on lockdown chat, is they did a um, what they call it, hop drop thing, where it, you download an app. And obviously it's them just trying to get rid of beer they had and make a bit of money when their thing was shut. So they, they were offering, well, you could buy everything really, but they, they were offering the sort of canned draft beer out of the kegs, mm-hmm. um, the crowlers. Um, so oh, yeah. I was, my interest was by this and it's like, oh, there's, there's a breed dog not too far from me. It's about, it's about six miles, but they might, they might deliver out, out into the, the burbs. Um, so I, I downloaded the app, and, and then I was even, even more interested when they said there's a 50% NHS discount. Oh. I was like, ooh, <laughs> I'll, I'll have some of that. I thought um, that was just for the, the food, because they were doing taking no, food as well, weren't they? Oh, well, they, they did it for, I think they did it for everything initially, and I, and I was right on it immediately. I, I bought like 50 quid's worth of beer and a bottle of gin. So you got the bottle of gin for 15 quid, which was like, ooh. And, and, and I was like, right. I'll make sure this works, and then the next time I'll buy like six bottles of gin. <laughs> just <in a> massive <laughs> but then they discontinued it um, from my from delivery to me. I was too far away, and then and then the NHS discount got discontinued after a while, so it obviously got hammered by all the NHS staff. <laughs> and they're all going home and, and 
drinking responsibly. Uh, yeah, but we did get a free uh, a free bottle of the sanitizer that they do. So anyway, I, I, I digress. Sorry. Uh, no, no, that's good. So what I think then, uh, rather than us go into the handbook first, how about we hit these questions because a lot of them are handbook related, and um, then we yeah, won't okay. we won't end up going over double ground. So I'll maybe start on the twitter ones um if somebody can pull up the whatsapp and go through those ones or is that is that possible is that something yeah I've got that i think it's easier for you because it's your name that's added at them ah uh, yeah but is it is that is that really or better than me <laughs> when no i mean who you're speaking I, to here I someone's added you. If I try and do it at the same time, I could end up scraping eyes off my own face. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We'll start with this, and we'll see how we go. I can't even find. I'm looking for it now. Oh well, what, what? While we're finding it, I've I've just come across some other stuff here because I did a poll the other day, um, because Northern Invasion TV. This is a thing, and I've not mentioned it to you, but Northern Invasion TV is going to launch on Sunday. Okay. Oh, cool. So what Northern Invasion TV is, is going to be battle reports. been threatening to do it for ages, but all the kit's here now. So the studio's set up, got the lighting, got the cameras, got the tables, got the scenery and the mats and this, that and the other. So the first game is Monday, but I'll launch the first video on Sunday, which just explains stuff. Um, there's going to be some stuff in terms of local games to start with. Uh, there'll be an invitational for people to come up and try and win a trophy by beating me. Um, and people who do want to come up will be put up in the house and things like that and fed um, just because uh, it's a bit of a way for people to come. Uh, but the other part of it is I've got all the kit for streaming and commentating as well. So for Northern Invasion 2020... Um, I'm going to uh, be possibly not streaming directly because it all depends on internet, but the kit is such that it can just record and then I can upload it later on in the day. So I'm going to get um, some commentary and then if people want Scottish events, we'll have some kit. Maybe if I'm playing, I'll just have to show somebody else how to use it. Um, but if people are interested in commentating, they can do so that should be pretty good, and I think it'll work quite well. Um, so I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna test it on. We've got onslaught coming up. Um, I'm gonna test it the night before uh, on Steve's connection, and see whether or not it'll work as an actual streaming thing. But if it won't, um, I'll just do it as I say and just uh, just upload them later because you can uh, all the the software and stuffs there and the kits there to just do it so that'll be fun um so technical stew is hopefully going to be paired up with somebody um to to do commentating for for northern invasion if any of you are interested i thought maybe because you work sundays nathan you mm-hmm. might want to do it because you in, unless you can play both days uh, i was uh, i was i've been wanting to commentate warhammer for a long time so yeah i'm definitely up for it so we could maybe do the saturday if you want and then uh I'll try and pull somebody else in for the Sunday if mm-hmm. you if you're up for that. So sure. so yeah. So talking to Northern Invasion then. Um, just while we <laughs> look at this, this is what happens when we don't have a script. 
or any kind of agenda. <laughs> the Northern Invasion is now set and it is confirmed for 19th and 20th of September. It's going to be capped at 24 players, um, initially anyway, um, subject to further, um, I don't know, relaxations of um, internal gatherings and whatnot. Um, but all being well, we'll have our 24 players. Um, it'll be over the two days. Uh, we'll be using the uh, the new General's Handbook realms and uh, missions uh, as ever. Uh, there will be some of the stuff. There'll be a pack released in... What date are we on? Uh, two weeks. Uh, tickets are going to go on sale on Sunday this week. The same day um of the northern invasion tv launch so tickets and how people can apply and what the uh ins and outs of it are going to be will be on there um so i won't bore people now um so hopefully people will if you just search on youtube northern invasion tv you could probably find it now um and then when we start uploading videos if you subscribed you should get a ping so that'll be good and I'll hopefully get people up here to play games because that'd be nice. Uh, so yeah, that's that. Uh, so right. Anyway, that's that's one thing. Uh, right. I found it. I found the tweet. So I'll I'll ask the questions. So do we think the general's handbook has gone from strength to strength so far, or is there a particular version that has been better than the others? I.e., would you go back to an earlier version if you could? It's a good question. <laughs> um, I think it has gone from strength to strength. I don't think that there's any issues inherently with the General's Handbook publication. I just think they could have made more changes. But we've still not seen the FAQ. It's the, it's the mid-year FAQ that's coming out alongside it. But from what I've seen of the General's Handbook so far, um, it seems fairly tame, um, but it has been every year. I don't think any General's Handbook's really revolutionised anything massively. It was Age of Sigmar 2.0 mm -hmm. that kind of made some big changes. The General's Handbook tends to either remove the rules of one and put them in the... Well, they removed them when they went into the core rules, didn't they? And then they removed some of them to allow stacking. That was maybe a, a low point. Maybe they could have stopped stacking completely, kept the rule of I, one in some way. Like you said there, I don't know how we went through three years of AOS 2. Two years of AOS 2, and we're still two on stacking, three, we're still on stacking uh, abilities. We're getting AOS 3 next year for sure. Right? It's five years of Age of Sigmar this year, yeah. um, and we got Age of Sigmar to two years ago after three years, so... AOS 3 is probably just around the corner. Yeah, but the year after, year after ninth edition, won't it? Yeah, uh, it makes me think they're maybe being a bit tame to allow for bigger, bigger changes in AOS 3 launch with a bit more fanfare rather than just make a couple of little changes and make big ones in the general's handbook. I mean, I, I like the first one that came out because it gave us that structured way to play. So that'll always have a special part because yeah. we've been kind of using um, ad hoc point systems that pe that the community had developed. And um, there wasn't really any way of, of really balancing things for tournament play. And that gave us that great new sort of framework to work with. That was also the first allegiance abilities and things like that. That was Yeah. 
yeah it was good and it gave a it, it gave a boost to all those armies that didn't really have and had been left behind but now we've caught up um we've seen with this iteration the the malign sorcery uh, artifacts and things have been dropped so we've got a much more streamlined realms set up um i think that the the actual missions have been getting progressively better i think they have personally. Been, yeah last I, year i think was a low point for missions personally i thought it was going to be a big one a big uh, a high point but this year definitely seems better yeah i mean i, I still I thought... think no go Sorry, on. You go. You no go? no on you go i still think with the missions for the problem is we're still playing with like 10 of the same mission slightly tweaked rather than maybe like i would like the six best missions brought into this book and then kind of like six fresh ones of new ways to play rather than just slightly tweaking some missions. Again, I would like to cut the core missions, the ones from the core yeah. book, and I would like well, to yeah, still, the 12 still the has been a thing. I know they, they do have a page, but... Even think... this General's Handbook, they still say you can go back and play with 2019's missions. It'd, yeah, be quite yeah. it'd be quite nice when we get onto the handbook in a little while we're undoubtedly going to focus on the max play match play bit it might be worth skimming through the missions and mm-hmm. just talking through what the changes are and Some what the new ones are changes i think there you, are, yeah. when you look at them on face value it looks like a small change but i think it's i think they're big changes like for example on last night i played a quick game of battle for the pass new battle for the pass that deployment is just a much better way to play that mission. I know that they wanted to try the triangle deployment last year, like, but it, it was horrible to play. It was unenjoyable uh, to deploy into. Yeah. It, look, it looked cool on paper, but as soon as you actually start trying to deploy your army into that triangle, yeah. it's just horrid. It was. Um, but last night, it was, it was a much better mission, uh, mm-hmm. playing with just the, the standard Battle for the Pass. And the one, the Scorched Earth change, I know we'll, we'll cover them later, but yeah. that's that's a big change as well. Yeah, it is. It is. It's good. I, I do like I like some of Weird the tweaks. Weird question then. Do you think, obviously, hashtag small board gang for 40k, do you see us next year switching to minimal board? All right, I know it's minimal, but it means... It depends what happens in the community um, for 40k. Like there, it seems pretty mixed with people saying they're going to continue to play on 6x4. I don't think so, because I think that with 40k, is there not a shift towards the smaller, more elite armies? Well, is... they're talking about the points increasing some places by 20%, so armies should be getting a bit smaller. Yeah. And that's because the 40k game being a bit more complex and having... Like, some of the armies were huge at 2,000 points, and the games just weren't getting done in time, were they? So... Yeah. Age of Sigmar has that, a similar problem. Age of Sigmar still has the same problem. Yeah. Uh, so I, I could see it getting a bit smaller. I think it could do it. It's on Warcry-sized boards. Uh, sorry. Well, that's my point. It's on it's on kill team and Warcry-sized boards. The, the new four front. of them. Yeah. Four yeah. Of them. So, yeah. So so AOS could easily mirror it. AOS three could easily mirror it. I think it would be good. But it depends how the 40k community adapts adopts it. I think that. I think the people that think that they're still going to play on a full 6x4 are kidding themselves. I think that the 40k community for at least pickup games and competitive games have shown that they, they like to play to the book or to the pack. So yeah. I, I think that they're going to play on a 6x4 table, but they're going to have a foot of sideboard. And I think yeah. I, I can see the same thing happening for Age of Sigmar. And I think it'd be much better. Think about all the books and tokens oh, yeah. and stuff you want to have, like having that extra foot of space. 
yeah, yeah. I love yeah, that yeah, sideboard. Yeah. Sideboard yeah. is great. I like a big. I like being able to maneuver though. I like yeah. a big table, and I think that some armies. You still can I mean, maneuver. Have... I think the problem. The problem is, is so much armies move so fast. Like so much yeah. armies in this yeah. game cross the board now in a turn. Well, if you've got a cavalry-based army though, and you're you're really trying to outmaneuver, if you're on a smaller board, it's 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 difficult to to take full advantage of that speed, mm-hmm. which is what you pay the points for. Would they get would they get rid of conga lines and things like that? Is that other things we'd see? Like well, we've tried to do it for forty k. It's worked a little bit. You've now got like the little the clusters at the end of the line. Have you seen it? No. Yeah. But if you see. do the cluster at the end of the line, Nathan. If you start removing from a side, you then have to kill the whole unit until it goes to five guys. Yeah. So you have to go too wide. So you're like, if you're a unit of 30, you're It's, only when, it's only when you move, is it not? I thought the rule allowed you to remove no. casualties. So it's when they remove casualties like us at the end of the battleship phase, they would then have to remove the unit until its coherency is correct. Ah, right. okay. but obviously, the coherency wouldn't be correct because it's over five models. Uh, which well, I think well, is great. I think it's a brilliant idea. We'll, we'll, we'll move on from from that to our next our next question uh why is alinda the only proper mortarch surely the gash could find others that would be worth his time yeah that's from fluxy so so no no um Tarkros by far is the best mortarch that's got rule wise no, <laughs> not oh, honestly not rule wise rules wise it is Tarkros. Well, I'm 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 still saying that there's only three Mortarks. The rest of them are pretenders. What one's the best? Not, you sound like a ninth ager then. You're like you're not you're not accepting <laughs> the new That's it. I'm an old man. No. Rule of cool. There's only three Mortarks. Catacross isn't a Mortark. No. It's in his name, but he doesn't have the keyword. No, he just calls himself that. It's like me exactly. changing the name. By doesn't have the, he doesn't have the keyword, which I noticed the other day when JP pointed out to me, and I thought it was funny because his, his full name is actually Catacross Mortarkov. Yeah. Uh, something. <laughs> I'm not so going to call myself Stu Mortark of Pies. Me a Mortark, <laughs> it? You don't have the keyword, though, Stu. Well, I might do. I might, I might <laughs> pen it on. Well, no, could, anyway, you could make oh, good one worse, bro. From that. oh, well, we'll come on there to we that. Go. We'll come on there to that. Go. That's glorious. If, okay, rules, that's uh, if Stu had uh, rules, <laughs> what base size would he be on? <laughs> no, uh, Alinda's not real. Uh, I was Catacross. Um, there was a Twitter poll as to which which battle, which force I should use for the first battle on um, Northern Invasion TV, and triple Mortarks are coming. Um, oh. I have... I have taken much. advantage of the new points, and I've got a I've got a 1990 point uh, competitive list that I'm going to be running. So we'll see how that, that goes. Competitive, like it's competitive in the Orkney meta. It's competitive <laughs> in the Orkney meta. <laughs> who, who are you playing first? I, I missed the wee chat on that. Uh, it's Eric. Me and Eric yeah. are playing yeah. game one, and then me and Spadge are playing on Thursday for the second one. Um, so. Yeah. Then I get Scarbrand, and I suppose Scarbrand and I don't know. I'm I'm imagining I am. Yeah, I'm imagining it'll be Corn or Slaves for for Eric, uh, and um, Spadge is bringing Slanesh. So <laughs> I'm gonna work my way through uh through the chaos chaos gods. Uh, okay, so is it time to stop printing points costing books and just go entirely digital with them? Yes. Yes. Next yes. question. With the removal of battle, battle plans like Relocation Orb, 
Do you think the scenarios are now non-random and boring enough that hardcore tournament players will finally stop whinging about random factors ruining the games instead of realising their approach was the issue? Until we, until we sort this problem with these randomised cubes that we all play with, the game exactly. will never be fair and balanced. Well, unless you techless and you don't have to yeah. roll down. <laughs> no, I think I think that's that's good. Just there still actually is the missions they took they took relocation or about, but they replaced it with missions that are still random. Yeah, Did I mean they still the ones random. I thought the new missions were the the ones no. where your opponent picks. Yeah, the only two are the um the only two random ones now are star strike and shifting objectives. They've still got the random element. So oh, and gift from the heavens if we if we well yeah if yeah. we still keep uh that. The only thing that's well, random about the new missions is how much you need to bribe your opponent to pick the objective you want them to. It's so good. It's uh, it's going to be interesting that to see uh, yeah. what people are offering. Oh, you do that and I'll let you have an auxiliary. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how hot are you that the anointed flame spires are still 300 points? So I'm one of the few people up here that have had the pleasure of playing against a number of anointed flame phoenixes. You're in the same position, aren't you, Scott? Fuck fuck them. They are. They are good. I'm going to try and open another can of beer. Hang on. If I start screaming, I'm going to mute myself. Just bear with me. You carry on. He hasn't even. He hasn't even brought one back to life yet. I don't think in the games versus us. So they're they're even better than than we've we've seen. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Is that still maybe? I was like thinking about the other day. Is it still an issue that? Is it maybe that reserve units or something is free? Does that actually cause quite a lot of issues in this game? Yeah, I don't like so much is just free. <laughs> ah, it's good. It's I, don't good. Mind, I, I don't mind summoning in this game. Because do you think there should so be a cap on turns. it? I think that they can, they, they can definitely um, <laughs> scale back problem cases like they did with Slanesh. I don't think anything really summons more than that right now, does it? God, with summoners and things like that, they just Give away yeah. their points for and so things like that. I, I, I was sure. I was talking to JP about that, and I think that's going to come in the FAQ. We just don't know in what way. And there's a couple of ways they could do it by like changing pink summoners summoning to five pinks instead of ten, um, or making it ten blue horrors instead of pinks. I don't like either of those. The ones I like is make it so that at the start uh, in your hero phase, instead of casting a spell, any gaunt summoner once per game can summon. Uh, 10 pink horrors to make it just so that only you can take 10 gaunt summoners whatever but you can only summon one unit per game so you can't you can't stack it i think that would be better because i don't think i don't think it's too bad being able to bring on just 10 free horrors or 10 free plague bearers or whatever uh, once per game it's when you take an army that's a one drop with five gaunt summoners and bring on 50 free pink horrors uh, turn one you just can't kill that many of them. <laughs> uh, that's the problem. But okay. yeah, no, I don't think summoning's a problem. So what differences do the meta do you expect once we start tournaments again, given there'll be well have been at least new generals handbook, Seraphon and uh Luminets, potentially SOB. It's SOB. Uh, uh, of of oh so yeah, as well. Man. Although without rules it's harder to impact so yeah what differences to the meta do you expect once we start tournaments again can you see that there's a big change that people are going to have to what's going to be top dog when we go back what are people going to have to be building against 
Mars on how much of the Lumineth models are out by the time we actually get a meta. The yeah. point is, is if they're if they're not the only new book, I think that's a problem. With Seraphon's way to have is that they never got a chance to be top dog because yeah. they were the, old, the the newest book. That's kind of how our metas always change now. Is that the newest book always gets to break the game for a little while? But will Seraphon have had enough complaints and people putting the magnifying glass on certain things? Will they actually get changed in this this I, uh, I general sandbook? I, can't I, see it. I think they will. I think they're going I think to get they have significant to. point changes to Croak and Salamanders. Uh, I think Lumineth are going to escape any immediate ban hammer in the FAQ, but a bold claim, I think that they're going to noob stomp, but I think at a high level, if people start adapting to what they can do, I think that they'll at least be able to play the mission against them. The meta is definitely kill the heroes. Salamander shooting, oh, yeah. Croak, Lumineth, ignoring line of sight. I think Storm Fiends might come back. I think like, I don't think they should have ever went away. I think people just stopped playing them because they got an earth. Like they're still good. Um I think that it is going to be a case of like at least the way I'm planning to write lists, I'm not going to take any five wind heroes or six wind heroes. I'm going to take two heroes that are hard to kill and just more stuff. If there's there's no point taking buff heroes, just take more stuff because they're just going to get shot off. Um, I, th- I think that's the way the, the meta is going to develop. You're going to get armies that can effectively remove all of your buff pieces really easily. Uh, pick something and delete it. KO is another one. They're going to be really hard to play against. This new one drop from Stormcast Eternals. Don't yeah, play in. Don't don't play into what they want you to do and take linchpin units that you rely upon that are easy to get sniped. Just take a lot more stuff that they can't shoot off. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's still going to shoot off whatever they want though. that's the problem like even if you talk about having like a 16 wind hero uh nathan they're still taking it off yeah i'm taking like, before you take, get a, take, a, take a 16 wind unit and 90 plague bearers or like a 14 wind hero and 160 marauders just like put mass bodies on the table and just run well, at them with bodies on objectives that. no but that's the, that that's the problem with the meta like if you want to counter what they're doing i don't see any other way around it i don't think you can I think that's why I think that's also where TTS has been a thing because you've not actually had to have the models to play these armies. I think that's where, like you said, the Salamander armies have went mental and things like that because you don't have to go buy what twelve quid ugly models, like eighteen of them. But I think I think it's known about in the community, and I think playtesters have obviously been playing it since the book came out or like at least looking over it they're vocal in the community they'll they'll know what's going on so i wouldn't i wouldn't expect these armies to escape the faq i would expect changes but then a lot of them think the stormcast eternal one drop is totally fine it's shit shooting again it's it's been put across i I don't think shooting armies ever stay in the meta long i think that they they come out they light the world and fly fire then people adapt i think shooting you can adapt to and I think the answer is just take more stuff. So here you go. From a tournament perspective, is there anything in the new General's Handbook to make draw and minor win conditions easier to attain? Well, I think a draw is pretty much impossible. No. Unless you're... Well, definitely it, think it, it comes down to your exhilaration, doesn't it? It's definitely a lot more possible. Like, yeah. how possible was it to tie on kill points unless yeah, it, was it was almost impossible. Kill points was yeah. I still don't yeah, think you're going to see much draws just because of the, exil- the way the auxiliaries play. 
Because you pick two and reveal them. No, if it was pick three and your opponent pick, gets rid of one, fair play. But because at the moment it's pick two, yeah, it's pick, you're going to pick the pick two that three. favor you the best. It's pick isn't three, it? isn't it? The the pack says uh, three. you pick three and play three per um per game, yeah. like yeah. the 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 sample pack in the book. In the book, that's what. The I mean, we'll maybe chat through the auxiliaries later. So I think that the key thing to mention is that there is a slightly different way to score in each of the new missions. Really, there's there is slight tweaks to scoring. If you tied on um, victory points in terms of points scored for holding objectives, um, the tiebreaker becomes auxiliary. Um, but you also, if you use the scoring system set out in... Um, how does this work? So, no, you get a minor win, don't you, if you've got more auxiliary points? Yeah, uh, a, a minor win if you've got more auxiliaries, if you've got the same number of auxiliary objectives. It becomes a draw. A draw, yeah. But then if you look at the score impact for tournaments that they've, that they've recommended, you get X amount of points for a major, a minor win, or a minor win, and then you also get extra points for scoring each auxiliary, don't you? Yeah, so, so each that, person yeah. would score three for a draw, they would each score three auxiliaries, so they would get, is it five points for each one or something? I'm trying to remember from memory yeah, what the yeah. pack said. So you would get 15 points each plus, yeah. I don't know, do you get any points for a draw? Uh, well, so I mean, 10, I suppose 10, it, I think, it, it's it'll, it'll depend on the TO. Um, yeah. This is for this is for the um, for the GW sanctioned tournaments, and it's, it's basically what they're suggesting in terms of um, scoring systems. But yeah, the the main thing for that person to, for the person who's asked the question, is that yeah, they are more likely, um, and the way that you're going to break it is is basically by, um, is is by scoring those auxiliaries. So there's a suite of auxiliary objectives in the book. There's uh, there's quite a lot of them actually, isn't there? Yeah, quite... there's eighteen. Um, so the pitch battle tournament pack. So you get in sixty points for a major. 40 for a minor, 30 for a draw, 20 for a minor loss, zero for a major loss. Um, you get five per auxiliary point scored. Um, and then there are extra points in there about your score, your opponent's painting, whether or not they were all painted and based, and then you score an etiquette as well. So, I mean, it's going to come down to TOs as to whether or not they do that. Yeah, um, I still think we've got a long way to go on tournament scoring. I think the way that we've got it now is fine. I mean, JP posted this thing the other day in the chat, and I read it again. And uh, I think that we're there or thereabouts as well as we can right now. But I still think it feels bad if you get 11 objective points and your opponent gets 10, and it's a really close game. Yeah. And you score 20 and they score nil. Well, just, well that's yeah. a problem, I think, with it still. It still is just such a... like. The way 40k's missions look just look so much healthier. Like scoring a certain amount of points every turn for doing your secondaries and things like that just feels or looks a lot smoother. Like again, that's a point. You could be not playing your auxiliaries, thinking this game's really close, and then your opponent all of a sudden pulls it to a draw and you've lost the game. What because But but maybe they're the better general then if they've managed yeah, to they see that and squeeze it through. Yeah. I mean there are eight. Not about squeezing it through, though. It's the point is if you just lose every dice roll. And yeah. that's the problem everyone said relocation or like the example was that before where your opponent got to control if they controlled where it moved and then they controlled who had the turn they just automatically won same idea with that if you just automatically roll bad 
you've lost the game just due to yeah, even if you were up on points. Suppose you happen, play as if it happens. Yeah, well, I mean there are 18 auxiliaries in here, um, so the way that they recommend you do it is that you. Now it's strange because it says in a match play game after setup, um, after setup's complete but before players determine who has the first turn, each player picks two auxiliary objectives to apply to their army for the battle. Once they've picked, they both reveal them to each other simultaneously. But then it says in the tournament pack that you pick three. Um, and there's score in there for three. And what it says is that each game you pick three out of the list and you can't use the same ones more than once. So you're going to end up in a two-day tournament there taking uh, all but three. And if you're at a six-game event, which are not unheard of, you're going to end up going through them all. So it's it's uh I mean the they're, they're not as auto auto succeed as the last ones. There isn't complete a charge or um do this, that and the other. There are some interesting ones in there. Yeah. Um some good ones. Yeah. Uh I think I think it's it's gonna be interesting to see with those. Um I'm rubbish at uh secondaries. I just uh I focus on. I'll, I'll probably be playing for a major win or nothing. Um, so <laughs> well, so that's want... a problem with them, though, as well. Like you say, it's like like Mark for Death is an example of one that pretty much against most meta armies you're never going to get. Yeah. Because they're going to have a unit you can't kill. Yeah. So Mark for Death, for those who've not read it yet, is uh, when you reveal the auxiliary objective, your opponent must pick one unit of their starting army that is not a hero. You complete this auxiliary objective if that unit is destroyed before the end of the battle. There are you one. Know what I'm saying as well. Yeah, I mean, also I can see what you're saying. Also, doesn't stay the field. That's its problem. There's just they just always miss little things like that where they don't say starts on the battlefield. So you could have like a stormcast unit sit on off the board for three turns. But and then... it, yeah, I suppose when do you reveal it? Do you reveal it? The start again. Or it says you reveal up. them at the start, don't you? Well, yeah, is it before setup or not? I think the start of the game happens after deployment. Yeah, so. it's yeah, before you determine who has the first turn, um, you yeah. pick your objectives. So, yeah, so basically you choose something and leave it off the board or leave it in the grave or do whatever you want to do, I suppose. Like, uh, there are examples a... better. Grave's better because it doesn't have a turn counter on it. It, no, it says, it says that in the first page, uh, actually, Liam, that a starting army is units from the army that were set up before the first battle round. Ah, right. Uh, so it has to be something that is on the table that they pick. But same thing applies. There's still, like, if you pick that auxiliary objective, you know that your opponent's going to pick That's the not. most. That's difficult. not how that wording goes. Yes. The starting armies uh, were set up before the first battle round, including any reserve units. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah, it does, so it's yeah. not summoning. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you could do it. So and I you could, could choose with... a unit to reserve, which is stupid, because like you say, you could just maybe not get that because of that. I think reserves are going to change. And like, if you look at all of the other reserves, there's only two reserves that I know of that need to come down, that don't need to come down before the third battle round. In fact, well, yeah. everything in Legion and Knight. Yeah, Deepkin and Legion and Knight. That's it. I think, I think the thing with that, though, Our is that if you've got an opponent that's got a, a, a unit that they can deploy off the board you just don't pick it as your auxiliary yeah you, you look at their army you pick, yeah you you but pick your it. last put your last lot that's oh, yeah it's, it's the problem is it's just that that should have just all of them should say that starts on the battlefield 
but that's the thing, like it doesn't it's only our packs that have said that you can't use the same accelerator more than once yeah like what's wrong with just picking the same ones every game yeah it says in this one that you can only use them once in an event is that in the event pack that's in the book yeah yeah but i mean tos will take and leave that as they will okay so there you go so they are more more likely um so to get a minor um but when we go through the missions you'll see that um some of them you you can you, you can run away with the points still and there are tactics now in terms of um things like scorched earth and things where um denying your opponent the ability to burn objectives is now a thing so we'll we'll talk about that slightly in a minute so here's a hard one for you apparently um which one to three war scrolls do you each think and you can say one can you each think are the big losers that should have had a point uh a point or the points drop was not enough yeah so which which war scroll each uh do you think is the biggest loser and should have had a point uh dan uh, Daniel, who uh, set, has asked that, has said that his would be the corn dragon. Um, mine's the Dreadmore, even though it's only a legendary one. If that had have had a reasonable point in, uh, based on its now shit war scroll, um, <laughs> I'd have had them I, on the table. I'd I have think flooded that's the table. Just Forge roll. I just think. 460 points. 460 <laughs> points. It is shit. Um, it was a lot less than that when it was a lot better. So I think that that's a big shame. I'm sad. It made me sad when I saw it. I was happy that it was at least in there, but I was sad that it was still 460 bloody points. Yeah. Although, using the anvil of apotheosis, I can use it as a mount now for a goblin. So all <laughs> <stop this. laughs> my flying, my flying bloody dreadmore with a goblin clinging onto the back. Troll it's kicker's been, got a new steed. It's been reduced to a it's been reduced to a donkey status now, isn't it? it? Is. It's gonna be it's gonna <laughs> be down as a gargantuan beast from the amber. <laughs> 140 points it is. That's better than 360. <laughs> anyway, uh so uh what about you, Scott? What's your what what should have had a points hit a points decrease? A points decrease. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. God, I've, I've not. I, I know. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about stuff. I've tried not to look too closely at stuff. Um, want to get some money's worth when I get my book. So <laughs> I've, I've not gone balls deep into it. But you know, still talking about Forge World, the Morn Goal would, would be nice. It has had a points decrease, but it, it's not yeah. had enough. Um, yeah. it's still a, a lovely, lovely model. I've, I've yeah. still not built my one yet, and that I've might have kicked mine. my ass in the building it. Um. What is, but, what is it now? 300? What's it down? It down to four, so. How much, sorry? I think it's 340. 340, is it? Because that was, what, <clears throat> 400 and some points at one point? Yeah, but it had its kneecaps that it didn't have already taken uh, yeah. from it. And its teeth were totally gone. It lost everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> again, but, that, but again, is, this, is that example of a meta where people complained about something enough that it got taken away, and now it doesn't even matter. Like it, for, even if it was its old rules well, of 400 points, it still wouldn't see play. They do their they do their thing where they'll they'll change a war scroll and then they'll. It's 270 then, now. 
and then six months later the the, the points get changed you know so it's, it's it's the argument of print versus it could, digital it could be honestly it could be 220 and i still don't think i'd put it in a list <laughs> yeah well i mean if you failed in night hunt <laughs> you might as well <laughs> you're better off with the bodies I don't know. he does nothing for you in legion of grief either Hi, I, I have a soft spot for the old model. I did like, I did enjoy running that for a while when I used to run the mixed depth. The Mongol is a lovely model, and it's again, it's a shame. It's the same with a lot of them. Uh, the Forge World stuff, like I says, it just feels that they've lost touch with wanting to have them have good rules. They're just going to retire everything, really. Let's be honest here. They they keep saying that they're going to do more stuff. Um, focused on. has gone. Well, exactly. So they're you know, Forge World's on a. I guess a bit of a reboot, isn't it? It's yeah. They're doing their own things, but who knows? Who knows what's coming? They might have more yeah. things, but the, the kind of old historical stuff is definitely. I mean, it's been around for ages. The Mongol it was around in eighth edition, or maybe even before yeah. then. But it's been, you know, marvelled at the model for years and years. Finally bought one. <laughs> it was it's amazing. A, Never. It used is it. a ball like to pin that arm though. Is it? Yeah, that when you build it, because all the weight is on that tiny little flimsy wrist, and that's where yeah. the the hand connects to the base. And then you've got that little wrist. I've got, I've had to, I've got a rod through mine, um, that's right up into the forearm just to to keep it to keep it in place. So yeah, be mindful of it. I think it might lot, even be prop. I think I was just gonna say on the, the the same question. I think a lot of the monsters, not just the Morongo, are probably yeah. big losers, yeah. just because of the changes to the realm artifacts as well. A lot of them relied like, yeah, on them. Sladesh totally got hit. Like triple hit because they got their FAQ change to the summon points, which was fair, but again, that should have only put the heroes up, not everything up, because it's only heroes that can summon. So they should have just left like the fiends of Slanesh and that that also don't see the table anyway. Like they went up to, I think, 27 points for free to summon, like 27 mm. to probably that's stupid for 180. Why are they more expensive? Are they the same as Morsar Guard? More expensive? They're more yeah, expensive than Morsar Guard. Morsar 170, aren't you? Yeah. Morsar 170, uh, still. Why are they more expensive? You've got to think that, like, you've got to hope something's coming in the FAQ. But at the same time, a lot of the bogeyman stuff we've been talking about in this new meta gets crushed by Deepkin. So mm. <laughs> maybe the games designers just don't want to see shooting it's armies elves. on top. Nathan, it's elves. It's like they just seems. Again, I honestly could see Lumin- uh, Luminif Realm Lords replacing Stormcast as the face because I think next year they're going to get yeah. their second release, which will be the Tyrion book, which will then join all the books together. I honestly could see that being the thing. I don't think you'll see new Stormcast models again this year or next year. Maybe at the be- start. They'll be corset, guaranteed. Do they need to be? Yes. They, they will be. Marines. So, there you go then. So, what about you, Nathan? Have you got a particular one before we go on to the next question? Uh, most of Beast of Chaos book. Most but yep. I, don't, I don't think they could have really fixed them with points. Uh, they probably need a couple of scroll overhauls. Bad rules. New allegiance abilities added in and stuff but yeah beast of chaos are big losers in this unfortunately they could have done with a much bigger buff yeah 
I okay. honestly think they're always scared with chaos stuff to give them good stuff in their own book because they always think another book will break it, and that's always the pro- that's always what does happen with chaos. Well, it is a chaos kind of related question for you, so I'm gonna read the the new special rule. Um, so d- don't swear, Nathan. So I've seen the, the follow- question already. The, fo- <laughs> the following rule applies to all match play games. You cannot make more than one dice roll, excluding re-rolls, to negate a wound or mortal wound that has been allocated to a model. If you could use more than one ability to negate allocated wounds or mortal wounds, you must pick which ability you will use. So, taking that into account, that's quite big as as, an, as far as new rules go in the new handbook. Um, do you think that should or will Chaos Ascendant rules be FAQ'd in some way, since Nurgle units no longer gain anything? By being running Chaos Ascendant. No. Um. And also, I mean, that applies not just to that. I suppose there are some magic items um, kicking about in the older books. Thinking about Legions and the Gash, where one in the Skaven book as well. I mean, you're in effect uh, giving yourself an extra six up save. But now, why would you take that? You've got to apply it to a character who's automatically given a six-up death save anyway. So why would you take a, a thing that gives a six-up You six should be able to answer this question, Stuart. It's only a matched play rule. So you can still get your extra saves in your narrative games. I See, I hadn't even considered that. <laughs> I hadn't. But, um, so so the, no, no, that, that's, that's a fair point. It is a fair point. If you are playing... A big a big thing at home or if you play in uh, a narrative or an open or just a more casual game yeah just stack it and stack it and and enjoy yourself and it's about but, the right time for me to announce that i'm going to be a full-time narrative gamer going forward with my legion of chaos ascendant army so that <laughs> i can take as many after saves as i want <laughs> but but to be fair yeah i mean some armies the whole the whole strength is the resilience yeah. which is given by multiple shrugs um and well, making it so that you know i mean it's like the uh feck um getting the the five up save that made the terrorgeist more resilient the five plus six plus it does make him more resilient it's still a more resilient save than a six up like you say, well, it is. Damage. it's not Go more on. resilient at all but oh. I'd, Personally, I think it should be this rule should be FAQ'd. I don't think it should be FAQ'd to allow Nurgle units to get an extra save. And I don't see any way that they can FAQ change it in some way without just breaking my army even further by making it worse. Um, because I've just come to the acceptance. I don't know if Shantz is planning on doing a Chaos Ascendant army, but... I'm just taking plague bearers, and now I don't need to keep them near my general. I can just kind of because they don't get any benefit to stay near the general, just push them out, and then give everything else in the army a five plus save. Um, but I, I can think see it does make sense. So it was a I lot more see. confusing sometimes before. Yeah. Like Nagashib was the perfect example of having like I had four or five after saves on him for a while. Yeah. And that's just stupid. I think they're trying to speed up gameplay and there's been a couple of things in some of the more recent books where some re-rolls have been taken out and have been replaced with pluses to hit and stuff. 
um, or pluses to wound or pluses to damage or something. I think they are better and healthier for gameplay than re-rolls and additional rolls. So I don't think it's great. Like even Bellicor and Legion of Chaos Ascendant that I played last night gets uh, four up ethereal save. Mystic Shield would give him re-roll ones. He then gets to offload wounds to a unit nearby. Then he gets an after save, and then the unit he offloaded wounds to gets an after save. So I'm making like five or six rolls just to do a couple of saves on a hero. Like it just slows the game down. It's not. It's you not think efficient. about that versus yeah. like what 120 shots from a bone splitter unit or something? That's yeah. kind of. But I that's mean, probably the most example of most shots, like... isn't it? If you think about things like Mystical Terrain, though, giving you the extra six-up save, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't... It doesn't matter half the armies. No, it no. It should just give you plus one to your... I think things like that now yeah. should just give you plus one to your uh, ignore mortal wound or wound save. Because, again, yeah. that would mean, man, that would mean Nurgle's on a four-up, uh, Death are on a six-up, yeah, uh, five-up th- something. I think that that'd cool. be a good way of doing it. I think, but your problem I think is that... then something will come out that has a three-up then as now as a two up. <laughs> Just like... Well, there you go. So here's the next one. Are slaves to darkness going to get a nice bump? Right. Controversial opinion for a lot of people that I know play slaves to darkness, but I don't think they need one. I think slaves to darkness is actually fine. Should they get a bump? Yeah, I think they should get a bump and a nerf. I want to see chaos warriors and chaos knights being. Chaos Warriors and Chaos Knights. I don't want to see all these armies with loads of Marauders doing all yeah. their handiwork. Chaos Warriors should be savage. They should, they should like, they're Chaos Warriors. Like, from the fluff from when I was a wee guy, they were monsters. But in this, they're just outshone by <coughs> 40 block of models. With they, they, of marauders, uh, Chaos Warriors should be Stormcast Eternal level fighting. Well, they already like, are. They're liberator. They're not full because they they're they get all the buffs to defensive stuff, but they don't get buffs to fighting unless they yeah. take shrines map. But again, the problem is you go too far. Like they get access to blades of putrefaction or power attack twice from corn. They always have these issues with them. Yeah, I guess why get, they are always. You should get a buff if you use the new chaos water models. Oh, yeah, you should get awesome. nerfed if you use the old ones. You should get you should get nerfed for playing the old Marauder models. Yes. Hell. The the Slaves of Darkness book could I think Slaves of Darkness is one of the most future proof uh, books that you can get involved in if you want to get an army because I'm pretty sure that their intent is to revitalize a lot of that range. They only did the Chaos Lord, the Chaos Knights, and the Chaos Warriors in that start collecting box. I can see the rest of the range getting revitalised. The Warcry Warbands are really cool. Um, a lot of the heroes are doing an update. It's yeah. chaos. It's the big bad. It's Archeon. Like I think it's I think I think it's a strong army as well. If you want to be competitive, um, you just kind of need to play into Marauders and uh, buff pieces, Demon Princes at the moment. But I think they're fine competitively, and I, I think if they're going to buff anything, they should nerf other stuff. Do you think the there. like the Marauder ability that everyone has the issue with the two D six charge meets the highest? Would have that been just a better if that was a special rule? Given that, like as I said to you earlier, was it like if it affected like a formation? So like all the warriors and knights in this formation have this ability. But it I just think it should just be nerfed a bit. Just change the lowest dice to five. See how that goes. 
like change the lowest dice to six means that you've got a 35 and 36 chance of making a charge. Reduce yeah. it a bit. I don't know. It's, kind, it's kind of like auto charging because they get they get plus one to charge as well. Because yeah, so chaos, it's a four up. Yeah. As long as one dice a four up, which is as well as long as one dice a three up or a two up, because it becomes an uh, eight yeah, plus one. It yeah. becomes a six. I think it's so, I think it so, should be the lowest dice matches the highest. Just like what Lord of Changes are. They, they, they definitely, that's the one thing I can see them nerfing, but I could see Chaos Warriors getting a 10 point or whatever reduction. Why can't we do 15 point reductions? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they come in fives. Yeah. So, so why do you think. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, that's, you're absolutely right. That's the whole point of when they made the. They kind of multiplied everything by 10, didn't they? Back, you know, yeah. probably General's Handbook 1. Anyway, carry on. So why do you think Carl Mortal's got no changes? It's a shenanigans, Fox. Because they're about to get their fifth bot, uh, book, probably. Yeah. <laughs> they're a strong army. The problem is, is actually, they're, they were the example that me and Nathan were talking earlier. They rely on buff heroes that are all five wounds and have no protection. That's it. That's why they don't do well. Their blood, blood, blood warriors don't really do anything. They're kind of like chaos warriors for them. They just sit there and take a hit. And grind away. They're not as good as the old grind that uh, like back in the day with the last book where you were able to stack the bronze flesh or so they had like a two up save rerolling ones and they bought they chucked sixes back at you and things like that. They kind of lost that ability. But the popular armies are the demon ones right now as well, aren't they? Yeah. I, I, I like the look of the demon armies, but there's JP was saying to me and I, I completely agree that. It almost feels counterintuitive, their allegiance ability, the um, blood tithe points when yeah. you're playing with such an elite army. You don't want to lose anything, do you? You don't want any of your <laughs> yeah. models to die just to get a or take blood tithe. But you want, I think the I think uh, corn mortals maybe have a bit more game than we've seen, but I don't know. We need somebody innovative to, to go out and find it. But I, think I like, because I like MSU stuff that armies. Was that was, the, good, the mortal stuff that was good before all got altered to be more was it fair because again it was complaints it was the wrathmongers making you kill yourself when they fought you and things like that yeah you were or, killing your own guys to get yeah blood things like that, that stuff, yeah. yeah things like that they didn't like with scarred blood breath <coughs> constantly <coughs> they didn't like the again. skull cannons getting stacked with uh, like wrathmongers and things like that because they thought well, why didn't they just change wrathmongers to combat only it wouldn't and then change skull cannons to units of one I don't know. Really Ian's must be fine because Ian's got his back out again, hasn't he? I was going to say shout out to Ian from Just Play. <laughs> so okay, on to I've I've managed to look at me. I'm a I'm a technical machine. I'm a whiz kid. So I'm on to uh, WhatsApp now. So what's the best faction in AOS and why is it Lumineth? Hmm. Who's that from? Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> Um, I still think Zeech are better than them. I think Deepkin's the best faction in the game. I know you don't agree with me, Liam, but I think that they are. No, the I most, don't agree with you. I, I just think they're the most consistent like the army. Yeah, I dislike the army a little bit now as well. Eel should have gone up, but if you think about it from the point of view that all of these armies are looking to kill the heroes, they are a gatekeeper. You can't I agree that the gatekeeper army. Yeah, you can't you can't shoot the heroes in Deepkin, and if you can, and you do, then so what it doesn't matter like you've killed the heroes the eels are going to get you um shooting armies don't like the distance being closed 
I think if they put their points up for like so if if they get the FAQ that we think they should get, if that did happen, I think the army kind of struggles. Is this Lumina? No, we're talking to no. Deepkin. I think Deepkin's oh. the best army. Um, ten point increase. I think that you start to see some more defensive eels come into the mix, but I don't think the army changes. We've got some I just questions think we on. Move them as battle line. We've got a question. I, I'm, I'm being battle line. We've got a question on how you fixed Deepkin coming, so we'll we'll come on to that in a minute. In terms of Lumineth, are they well pointed? No. <laughs> Well, I, I, I think that they are, and I think that they are in the same way that bone, uh, Ossiarch Bone Reapers are pointed like well, if you will, in the sense that points isn't a problem with Bone Reapers, and I don't think points is a problem with Luminet either. Because <laughs> the thing that got me was it said in the, whatever I read, the community article, that that bug box thing... You had a thousand points, which was an ideal starter army. <laughs> no, and Arwen was like, "Oh yeah, I'll have one of these. I'll, and I'll, so I got it as a craft project. It's 470 points, so there's obviously yeah. a misprint somewhere." Yeah. <laughs> I think they didn't, didn't mention that. Maybe I still think are, that box was. They shouldn't have put off there in that box. I would have preferred the unit of. Uh, I would have preferred them just put one of the two small heroes in it, and it would have been better. I'm looking forward to her, to her building and painting it. I reckon she's going to do well. Watch her. She doesn't break her spears. Oh, she will yeah, break Yeah, the, the spears look lethal. They do. And I the think thing is, she's going to need another 20. They look damn cool, though. Then. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and they're exactly cool. three inches long. Did you see that? The, the spears? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Oh, cool. Okay, so next up is who is your AOS Bruno? West. I'm assuming uh, Magic Mike is uh, is um, referring to Mr. Fernandez, um, our our new um, in the hall player uh, at United. So I'd say it is the White King on Steed because he is always my he's been my MVP for about three years now. Um, the White King on Steed is my unsung hero. He, uh, he's won me more games than, than I care to mention. Okay, so which faction is the biggest winner so far, and which is the loser? Um, until the FAQ, Deepkin are the biggest winner. Who's the loser? So. Uh, Slanesh. The loser. Mm, yeah, I can see Slanesh. Beast of Chaos are probably the biggest loser, because they're still not relevant. Slanesh are probably still relevant. Well, yeah. I don't know how they'll do without the items. The items change will be the biggest thing for them. Yeah. I think Nurgle is probably the biggest winner. That Blight Kings is... Yeah. Again, I, like that, I said, they're I not the winner because, like, will their win percentage go up? Yeah, but who's going to enjoy painting, building, playing that army, playing with that army, playing against it? Nobody. Nobody's a winner in that can I hear you scratching out the eyes? I was there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, why are Marauders overpowered? And should JP be banned from events be- for being too nice while he crushes you? Yes, he should be. So, why are Marauders overpowered? Person. Why are Marauders OP, Nathan? Um, just a guaranteed charge. 
we touched on it a bit earlier. Yeah. The roll two dice and change the lowest to the highest, and then they get plus one to charge. You could teleport them nine away, and they blend stuff. So in the game that we played last night, he had 12 Marauders left in a unit after I'd been like shooting into it. And he managed to teleport them, guarantee a charge into my Lord of Change, and 12 of them managed to kill Lord of Change with a 4-up, 5-up. Um, How did he teleport them? So the wizard has a teleport spell. Uh You can teleport them anywhere on the table, 9 away. How much the replacement for Silver Faithless for them? He did roll above average, and I miscalculated how many wins a Lord of Change has because I thought it had 12 instead of 14. So he didn't technically kill my Lord of Change, but still. <laughs> um, uh, he he almost did. Yeah. Okay, so Marauders, are, I think. How many was he running in his list? He was only running 60. He had a 20 man and a 40 man. Um, oh, even, I think 20, 20s are fine. He's going to have yeah. to move them fast. JP, you don't want to be getting a name for yourself. These games have to be finished. <laughs> we have to get through them. Right, okay, so. Who do we expect we'll see? Do we expect we'll see any of the missions banned from tournaments due to being non-games? Should we maybe look at that when we go through the the mission yeah. shortly? Yeah. Uh, okay. Where will we eat and drink now? We're all presumably boycotting spoons. Uh, <laughs> Brew dog. Um, it should be across the room coming down. Then it all descends into beer chat. Uh, Oh, Christ. I have got a few more somewhere else in some side things. Some people messaged me directly as well. Uh, oh, that would have been better if they all did that. that would have... Oh, here we go. For Northern Invasion, if you could swap the faction of any War Scroll, what would you pick? E.g., remove eels from Deepkin and add them to Legion of Blood. <laughs> uh I would remove heels and give them to Beast of Chaos. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah. 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 I would remove Blight Kings and give them to the bin. <laughs> Don't you dare. I've, I've just put my uh, I've just put my twenty sixth, twenty seventh, twenty eighth, twenty ninth, blah blah blah. I'm just gonna yes, put the threat out there. If I buy Blight Kings, they're gonna get nerfed. <laughs> just the way that my last three months have gone. Everything like I've just I finished building the Gaunt Summoner today. See if the FAQ comes out tomorrow in the Gaunt Summoner. Is nerfed. I'm I'm officially cursed. Calling it. Well, okay. you said that, but you played Deepkin for like two years and they didn't get touched. Yeah, it's because yeah. I sold them. I broke <laughs> the curse by selling yeah, them. They got better. <laughs> okay, then. So, in our opinion, what's the best looking model with the worst rules? Uh, we could do a top five or ten rundown. Uh, we'll maybe oh, pick our favorite too. I'd say the best looking model with the worst rules is a Dreadmar. And uh, I'll come back to my second one in a minute. What's what's yours, Scott? What's your first best looking with worst rules? Oh God, I'm, uh, probably <clears throat> I'm looking at them now. But any one of the three Magoth lords. Um, oh yeah, they're amazing, amazing. And, and maybe the two, um, what they called, uh, it's bile, piper in the. <laughs> oh, I don't. In, and the other dude with a scroll. Yeah, spoil. They're not terrible. <laughs> they're just not as good as their 40k version. That's the problem. The 40k yeah. versions are so much better. Really? Yeah, so 
Style Piper in this game makes your opponent's bravery minus one. In 40k, he lets you roll 2d6 for your bravery check and choose the lowest. So he gives you like double chance of rolling a one. How, good, how much better that? Scrivener gives you plus two movement and plus one to hit, I think, in 40k for yeah, plague, cool. plague, plague bearers. Yeah, what, what's your first one then, Liam? Best looking model. should be battling. I'm going to keep arguing it. Nurglins should be battling. I thought, no, no, totally. what's your best looking model <laughs> with the best worst model roll is the question, yeah. Edelons. Uh, Edelon. Oh, yeah, that's the best model. I yeah. think they've got good rolls. They've got fine. It's the points that aren't fine. No, I think the wizard one's terrible compared to the... The fighting one's good. I just think the wizard one isn't great. Compared to every other wizard that's out now. So that's the Eidolon of the C. Yeah, the C one. He's really cool. Uh, and my second one, Lot- uh, Lotan. I was just going to pull Lotan. Both deep in one. Again, model. I just love, I love, uh, I love the octopus. That's... 70 yeah. points. It's not worth looking at 70 points. No. Boom at 40. Boom <laughs> at 5. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Nathan? What's your first one? Uh, um, I don't know. I, I was going to pick Lotan. Um, purple Sun. <laughs> that's an awesome model this rules could be better yeah purple sun's badass and that I'll stay on endless spells the self death one the glade worm thing oh, that's just like a shit dreadmaw <laughs> it's a pretty dreadmaw it's like a baby dreadmaw it's a, it's a dreadmaw that's still trying to keep its partner interested <laughs> dreadmaw's let himself go probably also the mortis engine I love the mortis engine Gigantic Chaos one. I'm looking yeah. through the app. That's a cool looking model. It is. It's a nice model. Which one? The Gigantic Chaos spawn. I thought you said just spawn. I was like, are you joking? Uh, I, th- I think the manga. I think anything monstrous Arcanum, apart from that Warp Fire Black Dragon. Coach. That looks shit. Black Coach. Because uh, apparently, unless you take two of them, uh, one of them's a bit crappy, but the War Scroll is really bad. But the model's awesome. Yeah, there's a few really nice models. What's out the there. worst model? the worst looking model with the best shooter rules Ooh. is the marauders does everyone just think of yeah. marauders <laughs> worst looking anyone model. using an old greater demon as a new greater demon oh that is pretty bad I don't like <laughs> I that, that. You, especially the slanesh one when you get that little horse headed little bastard shout out to John Bales a base, the master. A base stuck on a massive Lee Martin base as well. he's done the same thing hasn't he yeah Leaz as well yeah well, so, is, so, is, so is Liam. You did it as well, didn't you? Bunch of gaming bastards, all of them. It's the official model film. Who's scraping? It's me. I don't know why it's picking it up. Move it away from your, your yeah, mic. I, I tried to. I'm ripping the eyes off the demons here, guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that you that, that's them screaming in pain. Yeah. Any so, demon eyes is a terrible model. So what's... Who's the best looking player? <laughs> we could do a top ten, top five <laughs> rundown. Yeah, I think I think I think we'll just say you, Rich, Rich Hudspeth. There you go. You're one, two, three, four, and five. <laughs> After okay. a few beard, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so alternative question: units that didn't generally see play, but now should due to points changes. Mm. I think we're going to see a resurgence in Paladors, Mark uh, Roberts. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Talking about how much he loves Paladors and the Ages of Vanguard Hunters. Vanguard Hunters, yeah. 
Doncast yeah. line, let's be fair. Anything except a long strike is nice to see. I said because uh, they, they are shit models. Like retributors and stuff are down to one eighty now or something. Classic else. classic old school. Yeah. And I and I've got about forty of them sat upstairs waiting <laughs> So that's good. I'll Do just it. keep waiting Do until it. the stock goes up. And I've also Get got protectors like, when, in. Fuck your fuck your I've three got, inch pikes. We had them five years ago. Yeah. Uh okay. So uh, is that it for WhatsApp? I don't want to scroll any further because uh, <laughs> it takes forever. Hang on, here's, here's one. Oh no, I've already, I've already answered that one. Can I see there being any noticeable delay before two day events run? Like, can you see them being bumped to next year at the earliest? Nope, because 19th and 20th of September, we have Northern Invasion. Yay. Um, places are limited and there's not going to be a list it's first paid first gets a spot so and and while we're on that while we're on that the the masters weekend i booked it for the end of november it's not going to be a masters it'll be a tournament so okay there we go fair enough fair enough i have to pull with john bayless for two years as master as a joke (laughs) yeah double master well okay so by then (laughs) <laughs> when you get the COVID plaque yeah. well, there's going to be a Nurgle so is the only way to fix, is the only way to fix Deepkin mainly eels uh, wait a minute is the only way to fix Deepkin mainly eels one to release a new BT or two nerf the hell out of them so nobody will play them. All right, yes, yeah, a battle tome. So is the only way to fix it to release a new battle tome or nerf them so nobody will play them? It, the, the scroll that I think needs fixed is like the scryers and the command ability. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I I think you're com- the the command ability of the six on the high tide is the problem. Like you say, the run the automatic run is of a six and uh, charging is pretty annoying. I I personally don't think the commandability causes it, it it causes feel bad moments it doesn't win you games like the majority of times i won games with deepkin i didn't even have that general and the other times it just kind of put the nail in the coffin like it was already like i'd already had the game in the bag it was just insult to injury finish the game quicker so i don't think the, the commandability definitely has a feel bad just taking your opponent's army off in one turn but the problem is Eels are far too cheap for what their War Scroll does. I think that you would still see a healthy mix of eels and lists if they were 190 points. I wanted to see 180 and other stuff go down, but. Um, would you think, rather see the spears being rend one all the time rather than rend two on the charge? Yeah. I think that would be a good like, change. Is it, is, it rend, is rend two on the charge just, just too strong? Like it is, because it's quite. like. No it's other the amount of attacks they get it. as well. The amount of yeah. damage that you get through with tails and bites is meaningful as well. Uh, Ren 2, see, for a long time, you need Ren 2 with the amount of 2 plus and 3 plus saves that are starting to creep into the game, but you can get Ren 2 on the sharks. Like, I would like to see the sharks get two attacks base on the bites and eels go down to Rend 1 on the charge. No Rend without charge, and just put them Rend 1 on the charge. And give uh, sharks. sharks an extra bite because they they have rend two regardless of charging. 
and they're a decent win point per uh, wins per point at the moment. They just don't have any way to really do big chunky damage until turn three with the command point span. So give them an extra attack on the bite, uh, make the turtle a bit better as well, and there you've got Grim too. You get more still drop forty points. To... Yeah, I think he could as well. He's not a hero. So, he can't take an artifact. So we talk again. You've lost, new battle you've lost tone. approach, which was the problem. No, I think, I think these are things that they could fix with uh, FAQ if they wanted. Like, they've changed War Scrolls before. They could yeah. amend the rule that gives Eels Rend 2 on the charge to Rend 1 on the charge just by changing a line in their rules text. And well, they could update... Thing that people dislike. I think that's a, that's a skill expressive thing. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't nerf the Cloud of Midnight. I think that's uh, good for the game. Okay, so moving on, because we've got We've still got a book to look at. Uh, so how much do we think uh, GHB 2020 will affect the Scottish meta calculated by Lispot? <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Lispot will catch up. Lispot's evolving slowly. I've, I was Let's talking to somebody today. Us. I was talking to somebody today who knows nothing about Sigma, Age of Sigma and what we do. Um, and I was explaining Lispot to them. And they started getting more and more concerned. And and then I said that Lispot was going to evolve. And it was like Skynet. <clears throat> and basically, Lispot was going to decide that the only way to optimize the lists and to be truly successful would be to kill JP. Um, because JP was the, 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 the weak link in, in the, the army it was writing for him. And then it was going to take over. So this is how it begins. Lispot's going to kill JP and then take over the world. It's anyway. been it's been funny watching uh, you know JP's been accelerating his uh, Twitter posts and getting all the factions done pre handbook. It's been funny watching Facebook groups catch up with that. And yeah. <laughs> ran, random people have been kind of putting it into the uh, faction chats X Y Z and you know and I, I mean quite a lot of them just just for pure curiosity and the cover pose of them is funny. Yeah. <laughs> You see some of the comments, it's like... Goblin yeah, Poison's getting a 400% points reduction. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, guys going, is, is this real? Is this uh, is this, is this from Handbook? It's like, guys, just read what handbook you said. Guys are getting... I think it was the Beast of Nurgle one as well. He, I think they said that uh, J, uh, JP's out of touch with the game or something. But the problem is Beast <laughs> of Nurgle are totally fine. The problem is, is the slot they fill. They're not in any of the formations really well. They supposedly act like heroes, but they don't, if that makes sense. They have a hero profile. They just don't get any buffs. Okay. I played against a bunch of them with hands. Michael Hans ran them. You know, we were playing the bottom tables, so okay, that's, take that with a, as you will. But A pinch um, of salt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they were, they, they, were, they were bloody good in, in that game. They, they, they uh, took care of me, so anyway. <laughs> So, following the release of Elves, how long do we think it'll be before we start hearing about the Sons of Bear, Matt? I think uh, September, August. I think August. I think next month, to be fair. I think, I think we'll hear uh, very soon. We're getting when, the handbook when we get, out of the way. 40 when are we going to get the hear? next Lumineth, then? Are they, well, we're going to hear very soon, but... but oh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, Never, hopefully. Let's, let's be honest. It's, it's, it's going to go it's going to go mega 40k like it was two years ago or three years ago <coughs> yeah it's, it's well, been we had mega last year. AOS last year was yeah crazy. exactly we, we had eight battle tomes nine battle tomes since like October 
um, up to lockdown. Forty K had like eight books last year as well. I still think we'll get a couple before the year's out. They spanned they they spanned the year before. They they had the Psychic Awakening more last year, and a couple of codexes like Chaos Knights and stuff. But they spanned the year before. We spanned last year, um, and it'll be more forty K this year. I think there'll still be a few more AOS. Don't get me wrong. But it'll, yeah. it's going to slow down, and it's, it's going to let everyone yeah. catch up a bit. I think, yeah, I think oh, totally. late August will be uh, probably a good time. I'm still waiting. I think we'll get a new Legions in the Gash book this year. So bright. Yeah. I do as well. I think it'll Nargol. be the November box. Yeah. I think Nargol. Daughters of Cain are going to get rebranded. I think they're going to be a Cainite uh, force yeah. I think that rather, will rather than Daughters. I don't yeah, think that'll be this year. Models. I think that'll be next year. But if you yeah. I look at the order, I think that'll be releasing the books. I think it makes sense because yeah. I think that'll that year you had reveal, yeah, reveal. Because they had Nurgle, then Legions of Nagash, then Daughters of Cain. It was in that order, January, February, yeah. March, I think, before Carriage and Overlords. So I think they're probably the oldest books now. Yeah, yeah Legions is coming. Or it'll be a Soul Blight one, um, which might even have Neff and Manfred in it. Plus, this would be the first time. As well. This would be the first time I'd want them to actually alter Nagash's scroll so that he does something slightly. He's actually this is Nagash, the Supreme Lord of rather than the Lord of Undeath, he's the 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 Legion's Lord or something, so that he only affects this Legion's book. So the Bone Reapers have their version of Nagash that is good with them. But this version is actually for this book or this side of the army rather yeah. than constantly him yeah. and Arkhan constantly getting altered every time when they decide that oh they're now in two books which yeah I, I don't want I don't think Arkhan should be in the next one do you not think, I think they could just solve, solve a lot of problems by moving more more rules to the battle tome allegiance abilities take them off of War Scrolls. I like what, well, what, what Age of Sigmar does with War Scrolls, everything being on the one card, but I feel like it causes a lot of problems when it comes to updating factions and stuff. Kind of. Yeah. Okay, so with the tournament scene starting to return, with increased levels of cleanliness and hygiene, on a scale of 1 to 10, how likely do you think this will improve the general level of cleanliness and hygiene of AOS players across the globe? One being Taint of Nurgle, and 10 being cleanliness like techless is godliness so are people going to get cleaner yeah i think it's okay for people to be more overtly cautious um, critical of people who don't yeah adhere to the rules i think yeah. it's going to be more socially accepted to the no one's going to gonna touch my it. dice now are they They're not i'm touching touch. your dice yeah not touching my dice i will i'll, I'll touch your dice. bastards i'll wear gloves for <laughs> it's all right i'll have my spray Put your mask on. (laughs) What are your thoughts on podium trophy winners not being eligible for best in faction so as to spread the love amongst more players? Um, I think that they should just change the way that best in faction awards are scored. Yeah, I think that that would be good. uh, Just make it narrative. So uh, the Steve (laughs) Curtis, the way Steve Curtis done it. Um, where 
order was to destroy the most battle line units or something or oh, okay. yeah. um chaos with most monsters yeah the, just like if they if they make it something uh, completely yeah, irrelevant okay. to where you finish but it ties into your faction so who was the most yeah. like their faction that could be anybody if it happens to be the event winner then fair enough they've not tried I guess your biggest it. your biggest problem for would be with that as well as say i was third but by chance i was because again not not anymore but you could be the only destruction player mm-hmm. and then again why like again that's your problem then is oh he's getting it just because he's the only player kind of like, do you remember do you remember northern invasion and eighth uh but like scott and that you saw, and i don't know if you remember Stu, but like bretonian there'd be one player and wood mm-hmm. would have one player and they would just automatically get a trophy even yeah. though well in the second in the second northern invasion um tournament shame came dead last and got best destruction yeah <laughs> <laughs> which was a great feat so how many sharks until it becomes too many sharks um 2100 points i think 100 points each sorry 21 <laughs> uh, so you think if they had the option to be battle line they'd be played more nah if they just don't do enough damage. That's that's all that's wrong with them. They they just they don't have enough of an impact. I, they need I'm to gonna, be reduced really low. I'm gonna start this next question and do it in two parts. This is the final question. You'll be happy to hear before we get stuck in. Uh, but I have gone through my four cans of beer, so I'm gonna need to go for some more. But we'll maybe try and do first part of this. <laughs> so, um, what do you think? of the new anvil of apotheosis rules and do you think they could be viable for use in tournaments who asked this question this is ben porter is it from i think he's an alias no 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 he's he's in the he's in the facebook group the sigma scotland one um so ben has asked this so (laughs) first of all what what do you think do you want me to start or, or do you want to do you want to start? Well, better first. say what it is, because I don't actually, I've not looked at any of it. Right. So I might well, just drop I'll out. Let me give minutes. you a quick <laughs> overview from the positive, positive. This, this to me. <laughs> sell it to me. Sell it. This, sell it. it. This is what makes this book good. Now, the, this good stuff, there's a match play bit, which is good. It's decent. So it, just a quick skim of the book, yeah, before you, uh, before we start. So you've got the contents. Open play is first. Then you've got Skies of Slaughter, which is a section oh, oh, oh. on how to play aerial combat. It's baby, yeah, there's different uh there's different battalions, different sky battles, uh there's campaigns. Uh, if you're into that sort of thing, there's there's different war scrolls and rules for doing sky battles. I'm not gonna do that, but yeah. I can understand that you might want to do that with a few mates and you know, you can if you're a just getting into the hobby you only need one model really and a few of you can get together and you know have a bit of fun so good on them there's a an open war coalition battle generator there's quite a big focus in this one on multiplayer games um so there's there's a good section on that on multiplayer there's narrative stuff team battles um there's a campaign which i really like the look of um which is based on uh, multiple players. It's map-based. 
um, this coalitions can be had. Then we get to the anvil of apotheosis. Apotheosis. I've had a few beers, you can tell. Um, and then after that, we get to the match play section. So just looking at this. So first of all, the the idea is this is this is primarily geared towards narrative and open play games, and it's quite clear in the book that that's what they're suggesting. Um, so no further questions, Charlotte. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there is a disclaimer at the end. So and there are mechanisms for. Um, embracing it for match play goodness if you want to try and educate the, the heathens out there <laughs> so there are six steps to creating your own hero and the whole thing here is that you're building your hero it's brilliant it really is this, this makes me smile i'm smiling here looking at this so <laughs> step one you pick your limit you're either going to be a champion or a conqueror so i can hear you stroking your dread oh honestly i'm 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 loving it this is this is just gold it's uh th- th- this is this is what hobby should be about and this is what game should be about so you're choosing the level first of all so say you're choosing a champion so you're not a world beater at the moment you get 20 destiny points to spell spell spend so first up you choose your ancestry so there's a, a swathe of them for, uh, alphabetically going from elf to vampire um, with many in between, including Dwardins, Humans, uh, Mordant, Stormcasts, etc. Now, each of those has a flat sort of wheel of uh, stats. Characteristics. So, yeah, you've got your Wounds, Move, Save, Bravery. And it's got some generic keywords that you get for choosing the Ancestry. And then some options to tailor it so that you can pop it into your army. So, for example, a Demon... Um, Wounds 5, move 5, save 5, bravery 10. Um, it gets chaos, demon, hero, and then you choose cons, inch, Nurgle or Slanesh. It costs you 5 destiny points. So bear in mind, for a champion you get 20, conqueror you get 40. So first of all you pick your ancestry. Uh, then you go on to your armory. So you choose how you're going to arm it. You can go from a one-handed melee weapon, uh, two one-handed weapons... A weapon and a shield, uh, two one-handed weapons, oh, yeah, a two-handed weapon, a hand bow, a bow, and there's different options. And each one of them has a flat stats thing. So, for example, an axe has a one-inch range, three attacks, fours and threes, rend one, damage one, destiny points one. So you have to spend a point uh, to choose your your weapons. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to arm it with a shield, if you take the shield, um, it gives you plus one to save. So it's really good. You can't have that if you're a malignant, because if you choose an ethereal keyword um, as a characteristic thing, or if you're a malignant, you can't improve your flat save, same as normal ethereal yep. stuff. Uh, then you go for your archetypes. So you choose if you're going to be a commander, an acolyte, a mage, or a wizard sort of thing, uh, a mage or a, a priest. And then you choose that. It tells you what the restrictions are. Um, and then you choose whether you want a command ability, a spell, or a prayer, or whatever. Um, then you've got your bestial companions. So you can either have none, so it costs you nothing. You can have a minor beast like a, a dog, or a hound, or a squig, or whatever you want. Um, and that 
has a command uh, destiny points of six and it has a flat stats thing itself um and it gives you something some improvement you can be mounted or you can have a gargantuan beast like a yeah a big thing really you decide how it is you have a flat stats table uh if you take um a gargantuan beast so the restrictions are you can't be a bulgur or a dragon ogre because clearly they don't ride gargantuan beasts you add eight to your wounds you change your move characteristic to the one of the beast costs 15 points um you have claws and more attacks then and then you have the the standard table based on how many wounds you suffer but then you can choose upgrades for your beast so you can give it things like poisonous bite stomps fly things like that and everything costs points and then you have characteristic enhancements and abilities so you can choose things like extra armor um fly ethereal regenerate um decapitating strike all these different things but they all cost points and then you can you can use it and it recommends in campaign games that after each um battle you add another d3 destiny points if you want if you both agree in open war games um you can use it with your opponent's permission uh there's a, a way to generate armies for open open play games um so it tells you how you'd fit that in and then for match play, what it says is using the heroes in match play is strictly a house rule, requires your opponent's permission. If you do so, count the number of destiny points you've spent on your hero, multiply the total by 10. This is your pitch battle point cost for that hero. In addition, your hero has the leader battlefield role, unless it has the monster keyword, in which case it has leader and behemoth battle, battlefield roles. So that's that. So, and really, it's just your ma- imagination. So you could have anything from just a little skeleton with a banner that gives plus one leadership in a bubble all the way up to, I was saying earlier, a dwarf riding an ethereal ethereal turtle with a cannon. You know, you can, whatever you can think of, you can pretty much make to me. It sounds cool, I must say. It does sound cool. I've avoided it deliberately, but... It, it does sound cool. Um, can't disagree with that. Um, as, as far as playing at home goes, and we mates, I mean, there's not much better if you want to kit bash something. Yeah, it's, definitely. It's You've got some spare stuff lying about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, other thought is it, it, it might make some good fodder for a little uh, list bot upgrade. I'm starting to look at, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, how abilities work and how you feed stuff in. Maybe I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously that, but... it must be based on how they calculate points well, exactly. for, for yeah. models anyway. Um, now I can understand why in a match play setup, a tournament setup, people could could build something specifically to complement the armor they've got and to maybe increase the power by X, but to people not do that anyway in tournaments i mean do people some people are pretty skilled at putting together a tuned army and and building something good i mean are they not going to be doing that anyway does this not maybe open the door to some other armies hitting on the same sort of level i don't know i, I don't personally see a problem with it as folk will know in 
previous northern invasions we've had like warlords narratives all the way through where you have your general and they can score points throughout each game for i don't know wounds inflicted or spells cast or whatever it is and at the end they um the people who score the highest gets a, a, a small tournament point bonus and can win a prize um to me this we've been trying to balance that for ages since uh, Nathan broke it year one, bringing his filthy order change thing or whatever he did uh, and uh, won everything. And so we excluded behemoths. I think it was on unique characters last time, but to me, this, what I think I'm going to be doing, um, it's not totally finished in my pack yet, but would be, because I, I have people write a backstory and things like that for Northern Invasion for the general, the idea would be to um, say that people have to bring uh, a champion level one up to level 20. It must have the totem keyword. It must fit with your army, can't be an ally. Um, and it gets its name and its backstory. And that's the thing that scores the Wallard's narrative points. It's not true competitive tournament play northern invasion tournaments never have been um and i think that this is a more balanced way of achieving warlords narratives and things than allowing somebody to bring the gash and and or a slam and get loads and loads of, of spells cast i don't think that it's it's personally i don't think that it's a thing for every tournament and give people free reign um but i think that for certain tournaments if it fits in with the style of the of the the event then it can work if we think about things like um fall of the old world that kev runs he has a he has a a rule there that's long-standing that you can you can take a an ally from within the grand alliance regardless of whether or not your allegiance would normally allow that it. was it in the pack this year was it no i didn't i didn't make no, it was a move because they'll be used it last year yeah but I don't know. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are. I mean, to me, it's a good thing. And I think at the right events, with maybe a little bit of guidance, it can work. Um, maybe open it up to, to the more competitive amongst us and see see what they think. What is the question? <laughs> it's, uh, do we think it's good? And can we see it having a place at tournaments? All oh, right. Okay. So, can we see it having a place at tournaments? Yes. Can I see it having a place at competitive tournaments? No. And just, what, what's the reason? I just think that it, it's too easy to break at the moment. I think the command abilities are the main problem. Maybe if you policed it so that they can't get access to the command abilities, but then you're adding comp to the pack, but just allowing an army to have access to such a powerful command ability, like for the record, I think it's like plus one to hit or. Oh, that's one of the um, that's one of the attribute bonuses. Yeah, I think um, superior leadership. Oh no. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah, you're right. That's um, that's one of that's for if you take the commander. Mm-hmm. Um, you pick one of the following command abilities and add it to the war scroll. So if you have lead the attack. You can use this command ability at the start of your combat phase. If you do, pick one friendly unit wholly within 18 of the hero. Add one to the hit rolls for attacks made by that hero until the end of that phase. 
Yeah. So, for example, talking about the One Drop Stormcast army that has hurricane or the long strike crossbows that hit on twos. You want to shoot a hero. You could be hitting on threes, maybe hitting on fours, maybe just buff it to still hitting on twos because mm-hmm. you can for sixty points. Um, I just, I, I, that's one example that's probably but not that's even start of the powerful. Co- but well, it's start of the combat phase. Oh, is it combat phase, right? Okay. Yeah, so it's Nathan, only in melee. Blades, Blades of Putrefaction. It's yeah. one of the only still six pluses that exists. It breaks it until they get their new book, I suppose. Yeah, so you can but stack that. So I'd be more on monsters on that hit on fours and get them yeah. hitting on twos. Well, you, like, you can't stack it. Why? Well, because doesn't it say in the rules of one that you can on? Is there not rule a, of one? Not I wish there was a rule of one. Okay. It can that's, be that's what we should have got rather than. Yeah, well, I'd agree then that, yeah, you you basically, I mean, I think that'll get cleared up. Well, they probably won't even FAQ it because it's not in the match play section. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as, as far as I'd go, I'd say, I'd say no, it can't be stacked. It's a, it's a cheap force multiplier currently. So if you've got an already efficient list and you can put it into your army, but everybody can do it. Cost. Everybody can do it, but I mean, it's a force multiplier. So if you're a wor- if you if you're in a, a worse position, you're not going to get the same effect as somebody that's already like you're you're not catching up. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And you're probably not is... even just evening the playing field to what it was before because they're doing so much more with it. Um, I I I've I've not even looked through it. I've just I mean, seen I, what I people don't, have said. I know, but the people who've kind of built these things, and, and it's always, the sky's always falling every time somebody sees a snippet of anything. And I, I really don't think... I for don't the record, think I think it's great. I, I think it's great for the game. I love narrative games. Um, I like to build a theme into Marmies. I've started converting my own heroes, started scraping eyes off of demons. Like, I'm all for this. Like, I just, I'm not a fan of it being added to what is arguably already a complex game. As a competitive player, I, I, I don't think adding this added level of complexity to list building makes the game any better from a competitive standpoint. Like, if you're going to run a tournament season, I, I don't think it, um, it has a place. Like, I, I even think for the tournament season, for competitive play, it'd be great to have a unified pack. Um, doesn't mean you can't have tournaments that exist out with that, but I just I like the idea of competitive events that lead to an ultimate competitive masters that a unified pack yeah. would be good. Um, but I'm all for I mean, narrative yeah, I, events, open play events. Stuff yeah, like. I mean, I'd be more than happy to pull Northern Invasion from the rankings if if that was the way things were going because. I mean, the way I want to do things is to have it slightly different. And yeah, and I would I still want to go. I think that the feedback from folk who never even compete or ever are, are ever pushing for the top is that they have such a good a good experience at, at an event where there are more things to play for, where they can tailor things uh, their own way. And um, I think it's nice to have something in the calendar that that does that because at the moment there isn't anything else. I yeah, that I, does that. I do that too. But then a lot of folks then rolled their eyes. Then your last one, not the last one, but the what was the last year's? 
one where we got to choose the spells our realm came from, or was that the year before? Oh, that was the year before, that was, yeah. That was, before. that was before we didn't know how they worked, though, wasn't it? it Malign Sorcery had just dropped, and we didn't know how it worked but at that point. I feel, I feel this is the new Malign Sorcery. This is a thing that everyone gets access to. But like you say, like Nathan says, Fire Slayer is getting access to it at plus one a hit. It's good. It's amazing, but that does nothing for like a Beast of Chaos army that's still quite shit. That's just one thing that we can do. I'd I'd imagine if you were to spend months at it, you could break it further than that. But, like, I agree, I've seen some really cool ones. Like, did you see the one on Twitter where somebody made Bran the Bowman from Hobbit? Yeah. Where he had, like, five (laughs) shots at Ren 3 damage 5 on a (laughs) five-wound character for his giant bow. Like, you can do cool things with it. Like, I think think it'd be really funny. Like, that doesn't seem too powerful. It's like a five-wound 400-point model to do something like that but um i mean it see the thing some of the things on there though you can't actually do because it says in here um that the same characteristic enhancement can be chosen three times however the same ability can't be chosen more than once so when you're looking through the actual list of things, some of them ones that you've seen on Twitter don't follow those rules. Oh, right, okay. So you can enhance your character. Damage five, can't you? But it's narrative. It looks cool. Why is it not allowed? That, that's oh, the argument. Well, like you said, there's, there is restrictions there. It's the same well, idea for, you, like you, you say. It, you don't have it both ways. I mean, the, the, the thing is there. People have tried to do it, but I don't think that they've used the actual rules that are set here for doing it. And there are characteristics. There, there has, shouldn't be rules. That's, but it's not just narrative. There is some balance point. in there, and it does say it does say that it's it's it can be used in match play, and I mean I think that once people actually read it, absorb it, and start building things rather than just seeing a list of stuff, knocking it up and saying oh look it's broken I can do this. I mean maybe it is, and in certain situations, people who are very competitive and very good are going to get the best value out of it. But those people who just want to play for fun and enjoy themselves are also going to get just as much value out of it, maybe for their enjoyment in playing a game rather than the result of the game. So I think that this this stuff yeah. for folk, I don't know. To me, I'd enjoy it. And I, I wouldn't go into an event picking something to win with it. I'd go into an event picking something that I could model somewhat really cool and have a bit of a laugh with. Because you're an amazing human being, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know about that. I could I can make a, the real fourth Martark looking at them. That's what I say. Stu the Martark, like you said. I'll, I'll get a big I'll get a big fat ginger dwarf on the back of a dread abyssal. And I'll call it Stu the Martark, Martark of Pies. Things like this have the ability to bring out the best in people, but equally they have the ability to bring out the worst in people. It's the yin and the yang. I like the idea, like I, I like I mentioned, obviously, like when we were chatting about it. I like the idea, maybe if you like, if you made a generic character that each faction got, like well, Grand Alliance or Chaos got one order and things like that, because then you're controlling how broken something is i like or that not. idea so they so that's thing liam you're... they did that uh, yeah. years ago it went to um uh the, the mall mansfield mall down at um they had monster in... mash where you'd have freddy krueger or jason yeah exactly so it was always a halloween tournament um and and they, they had like you say they had four 
kind of monsters you take. And I, I, I took like the, that. yeah, yeah, I took the alien one because I had the cool. It was, in, <laughs> it was, it was new. Um, Gene Steeler, what's it called? Kind of patriarch. Oh, the brood. Brood Lord. That's it. Yeah, really cool model. So I painted that up and used it in my Stormcast army. So it was like totally random, but it was it was really cool. Um, so that, you know that that that'd be a good idea. What what I've seen is uh, I was want to chip in was on Facebook. There's been loads of folk obviously taking this to heart and and making little mad characters, cool cool wee things. But they've been posting up war scrolls, and I was like, how the hell are we doing this? So there's a website. If you go to runebrush.pa-sy.com forward slash war scroll. <laughs> There you go. Nice and easy to remember that one. Um, but it's like a make your own war scroll. Um, so you can type up your your apotheosis hero dude and get a kind of cool, funky looking official war scroll for it. Nice. There you go. They put go it on it. the website as well, didn't they? They put yeah, up they, a, Did they? Yeah, well, yeah well, not not a tool, but they, they put up a blank one for you. Yeah, there's a blank one to download. Oh, so you can sort of write on but it. But I think you do yeah, that by yeah, you, yeah. You, 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 yeah, yeah. Stu will use that, but the rest of us can use the. Kind of, uh... <laughs> I, I'm just going to scroll mine out in biro on a piece of black paper. Or, or just chalk on a slate. Get it tattooed. <laughs> Dread. I just like oh, lifts his oh, oh, This is me. Just this is Stu, the Mortak of Pies. <laughs> oh, dear. I, no, I, think, I, yeah, I think it's cool. I, like I think it. one of the good things, though, is that we don't agree. But that's all right because yeah. well, you know, and, and that's just a, a reflection of. You're like, that's all right because I'm the TO. <laughs> <laughs> You're banned. You're it's my banned. Oh no, I think I think it's a good. Uh, it's good, and things are not suitable for everyone. But the good thing about this book, I think, is that we've not even got to the match play section there, and there's loads of stuff. There's some guidance. There's we've got the meet and engagement. The meet and engagement stuff's there again. We've got um coalition matrices for coalition uh for for sort of like um ally in different armies um we've got the new realm of battle rules which we'll maybe touch on and then we've got a load of open war games army generators um open war terrain um there's some great ways of setting up your battlefields using the open war um uh generators um, telling you where to put, where to position things. Um, is, that the, is, is that based on what's in the handbook, or is it using the old cards? Uh, no, it, it says you can use the cards, or you can use what's in the handbook freestyle like. So, I mean, it's really clever. I like it. I don't even think I've opened those bloody cards yet. So. Oh, they're good. I play with the kids. That's what I play all the time. Um, the kids love it because they get to draw the cards, then they can see it, and then they can. Um, they can do the deployment and everything based on it. So it's not quite as rigid. The kids mm-hmm. like playing it like that. And whenever I'm playing somebody new at the club who's maybe not played the game before, if I'm taking two armies, I take the open war cards. So it, yeah. it makes it it makes it makes a little bit more uh, freestyle so that they, yeah, so that they're not having to think through tactics and strategy of a given pitch battle. It's a bit more freeform. There's three more tracks run at them. Yeah. No, no. I always take I always take something very, very gentle. Um, <laughs> not that free Martax is OP. Um, Double so deadline. anyway, should we quickly um, go through the match play stuff? You Let's doing the do it. first, or? Sorry. You doing the Ramskips first, or? Uh, we quickly touch on them. They're better. 
duck out in about 10 minutes so what can we cover what what one do i want to cover i want to well, cover yeah, the, go the... through you lead us through which bit which bit would you prefer to, to i want to talk about the missions before i need to disappear all right well you lead on it lead on the okay. missions you've got them there haven't you yeah so uh, what the main changes are um and yeah just 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 talk through those there are a couple of new ones if you can touch on them if you've got time yeah, and we'll maybe just listen. I'll mute myself and get a beer while you start. <laughs> so the the first thing about almost all of the missions, I think the majority of them have all had a deployment change. So the deployment map for Knife to the Heart looks different. It looks like a different diagonal now. I might be wrong. Uh, Total Conquest is uh, a quarter of the table that you deploy in, as opposed to the diagonal that they had before. Um, Battle for the Pass, you've lost the triangle deployment. Um, what other ones are different? Is focal points different, or is that the same? Star Strike's changed. It's no longer a million numbers. Shifting objectives is the old duality of death deployment now, isn't it? You've got the boxes at the side that you can't deploy into. Places yeah. of arcane power is a quarter deployment. And then forcing the hand and... Blade's Edge are two new missions. Um, so along with the deployment map changing, a couple of the missions have got new little tidbits added in on how you score the points. So for example, in Scorched Earth, uh, that's the one where you, you could burn your opponent's objectives starting from the second battle round. They've added a new line into it now saying if, uh, let me zoom in, if a player controls an objective in enemy territory while there is a friendly leader unit within six inches, they score one additional victory point when it is raised. So you get bonus points for having leaders nearby. Um, and cool. there is a way that you can stop it as well. So if somebody wants to raise your objective and you have a leader in range of it, they cannot do it. So if you've got a leader nearby, it cannot be raised. And then if they don't have a leader nearby and you have a leader nearby, you get an extra point. So there's an extra little thing in there. Oh, there's, another, there's another one where you get bonus points for having a monstrous leader as well. Also, I don't know if this is maybe a sign of things to come as well, but I'm pretty sure Places of Arcane Power in the last handbook gave you a bonus if you, you scored an objective if you were a hero. Now it's changed to if you're a leader. So yeah, it's because they've changed it to the battle role. The battle now role. Instead of, uh, instead the, keywords, of the keywords. Of, I'm assuming because I don't think there is in the game any heroes that are not See, I, I wasn't sure if it's maybe a sign of something to come. Like, are the new uh, ogre, uh, the new giants, are they maybe not heroes? Some of them not. Well, the ale guzzlers aren't. They must be heroes. The ale guzzlers aren't, but I wonder whether or not well, the, the other ones the are. The big three will, I think. Yeah, yeah. the ale guzzlers, guzzlers are now called mancrushers, aren't they? Yeah. I just yeah. don't know what that means. Like, why why they've taken, why well, they've made the decision to change like it. Sergeants and things. Yeah, like uh, like Pramara sergeants and things. To, yeah, For, that like could be secondary a thing. heroes, like three uh, point heroes that all of a sudden. Like actually, that's the thing. The Grimrath Berserker, 
He's not hero, yeah. is he? No. I think he's a leader. I think that's one of the things you can take more than six of him, if you wanted the Grimrath Berserker. Maybe that's why. Um, the the fell for the corn book, totally. Trying to find the other change. There was Scorched Earth was one of them. Is it better part of Valor? This is terrible. Uh, Star Strike is only three points again. Mm-hmm. One point comes down turn one, and the other two points come down turn three. Turn one, that's different. Oh yeah, better part of Valor. Uh, that's the other burning objective one. You can now only raise an objective if they're uh, you only gain control of it with battle line units. Uh, Star Strikes the beginning of turn two. Uh huh. Yeah. For the one in the middle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did you leave that? Why not make it turn one? Make it actually yeah. something happen. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's a, it's a good one. Um, I think uh, it's the, the clarity as well on sometimes you see with things like Knife to the Heart where you auto win um, from turn three onwards if you can play, if you, if you control both. I think one thing that some people forget is that you don't you don't actually get the objective in those ones until the end of your turn. I've seen so many games where people concede when somebody runs on just before fighting because they think they've claimed an objective. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's only in the hero ones where you move on to it. Yeah. So people really need to be mindful about when you actually gain control of an objective. Um, because when you're watching, you, know, you can't chip in and suddenly say, oh, yeah, you know, you, you're doing this, that, and the other. <clears throat> but it, it's the case that even though you auto-win from turn three, you don't gain control until the end of your turn. So you can still shift somebody off the objective through combat. Um, so, so the one... Sorry, say the one <laughs> no, that annoys no. me is shifting objectives, because if you take turn one and you have a battle line unit that can go as wide as your bat your deployment zone, if you run it, you hold all three objectives and get uh one two four points three, four five six points. You're mad, Liam. It's so much better than before. It's two points for the primary instead of three. Yeah, and it's only one each. But if it's a battle line unit that holds within six, you get an additional point for it. So that's six points turn one if you... Right, okay, with the battle line, yeah. Yeah, and that friendly battle line unit doesn't have to start on the board. Mm-hmm. So nope. you can you can pop them out of the uh Could have done that the in the old one anyway. Yeah. Well, you couldn't through a set... Oh, yeah, no, because you... You had to move on to them, didn't you? It's models within range. Shifting objectives was just at the end of the turn. Was it? You gain control of it. So it's one of the benefits to going first. You've always been able to run onto the objectives, but you just quite easily get taken off them again. Six-point lead forward could be quite big. Could be, but a double turn mechanic's in there for a reason. I I personally think it's better because it means that in the late game, you've not got a way to increase your lead as much with that three-point objective. Unless you're the summoner. Have you, uh, when you're I, when I three le- points if it's a battle line unit, though, Nathan. When I left Which earlier, is... did you mention that better part of Valor is now... Um, battle line. Battle yeah. line, yeah. yeah. And so did I mean, you there's t- a couple of cool ones. 
did you touch on the the new ones? The blades not edge. Not touched on them yet. Total. Uh, the blades edge and force in the hand. Yeah. They look really, really, really interesting. They're they're the future of missions, in my opinion. I love the double turn mechanic and I hate it. The reason I hate it isn't for how swingy it is. I hate it because if you lose the double turn, you don't have anything that you can really do. Like, I think there's nothing more boring than going first and then not doing anything for 20 minutes and then losing the priority role and not doing for another 20 minutes. I think you should be able to interact in some way. That's why I like endless spells. Uh, another thing we've not touched on, they're down to three. Uh, endless, endless spells were always cool because if you lose the priority you got to move the first end of the spell so now in these new objectives in your opponent's turn you get to choose what the primary objective is or you get to remove an objective from being scored depending on what what mission it is which is quite cool mm. yeah I like it well, one thing I don't like as a Legion of Night player primarily is the fact that five of the 12 um, deployment maps mean that your own territory is pretty piss poor. Mm-hmm. And all yeah, that is irrelevant. I'm an Ergo player, I'm the same as you. Um, which really, to me, when my whole allegiance ability is based upon um, being stronger in my own territory, it irks a little when almost half of them um, just negate that ability. So that's a a bit of a pain in the ass, especially with things like shifting objectives. The Chimera is the same. Is it the Manicor? Manicor that gets better if it's its own territory? Nurgle get their contagion points based on territories. Yeah. Have you seen somebody actually play Forcing the Hand? Let me see if I can find the photograph I saw on Twitter. But have a look at the mission deployment and look at where the objectives are and think about where the objective oh, rings shit. are. So if you're in the middle of that table, you're contributing a model to scoring the one one objective. The whole middle of the table is an yeah. objective, no matter where you stand, because yeah. of the six-inch bubbles. Try to find the picture. I'm looking so. forward to it. I got my Honest Wargamer... Um, that's ob- one, that's ob- the picture. <laughs> I got my objective my objective um, map things, the, the see-through vinyl stuff which I've been itching to get on the table for about six weeks since the game. Yeah, and, awesome. Um, looking at that, um, for those who don't know, Force in the Hand, yeah, you've got um, you've got like six objectives, but yeah, the four central ones will all overlap that point in the middle, so you could potentially just have one unit sat there. They don't overlap, they just, the bubbles exactly touch. yeah. But if you add your a unit sat there, like you say, yeah, you could have two or three from a ten man unit claiming towards each. Mm-hmm. God, fire slayers for the win. Yeah, well that's it. And the way that objectives are scored in the core rules, it used to be that one unit could only contribute towards one objective. Now it's one model can only contribute yeah. towards one objective. Yeah. So yeah. it's just going to be an absolute cluster f word. It's going to be very... I think those objective markers that Rob Sainz does are going to be pretty useful yeah. in situations like that, just so that you can, in the heat of battle, pick out who's scoring what. Yeah, I'm so annoyed I can't that photograph there. 
I think no looking great. through WhatsApp. They're a great thing, and especially now everybody's moved towards mats as opposed mm-hmm. to those old Realm of Battle boards that are, have got hills and stuff on them yeah. where it really wouldn't have worked. So, no, it's a good a good thing. Um, so, yeah, is there any other... You just briefly no, mentioned in passing there that there's now a cap of three um, three endless spells. Is yeah. another change to the, the match play section. Um, so you can't spam them anymore. So that that's another important point. They really don't like that four of armor lord list you played, Nathan. <laughs> I know. Every well, everything gets, I play just gets inch. nerfed. Well, that's because yeah. you picked the broken filth. Yeah. This isn't broken filth. <laughs> I'm being punished for my previous sins. Did we mention the change? There's no kill points slash victory points. We yeah, oh, yeah, we touched on that earlier. Yeah, now it goes straight to auxiliaries rather than kill points to determine in the event of a tie. Um, so yeah, we 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 did that on one of the questions earlier, but that's pretty critical. Um, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Definitely yeah. for like you say, like armies like fire slayers that don't really give away kill points. They kind of just automatically won the minor if they were on. Yeah. Uh, or, or Nighthaunt Legion of Grief that don't kill anything. Yeah. Nurgle. Beast of Chaos. There's, there's quite a few of them that just don't really... Stormcast Eternals before the change. Did you notice that the Triumphs have gone back as well? Yeah, we yeah. yeah they're the back six to three. We've got so what's the... gone away? I didn't, I didn't look at them. It, we're back three. to the original three. All the new ones are gone. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. it, it did get a bit complicated. I don't even um, remember what they were, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I'll re-roll a charge, uh, re-roll a run, and get a free command ability. Yeah. And so, one immune to battle shock. So now we've got uh, re-roll hits, re-roll wounds, re-roll saves. Uh, really, well, really simple. Nice and clean, yeah. Yeah. I was sad so to tra- see that they didn't change the immune to battle shock to two command points. I think that's kind of another thing that I was wanting to see. Um... Command abilities are the same, all-out attack, all-out defense, volley fire at the double, forward to victory, and inspiring presence. Uh, the scenery tables, I've not actually looked at the individual things. They're the same, they're the same things. Uh, Send that picture yeah, they're the same. Skype chat. Yeah, good yeah. Oh, cool. That's That's right. Yeah. So that was us looking at the picture of, of that battlefield. So yeah, just looking quickly at the scenery. The scenery is the same. Um, nothing's changed on any of that. <laughs> I love the picture. It's got a giant, uh, <laughs> giant OBR uh, scenery piece sitting there in the middle as well. Yeah, Big phallic piece. <laughs> uh, I see they fixed the scenery deployment rules. Yeah, yeah they that's actually there. a thing. Yeah, that makes it a lot easier for tiers there. So what have yeah. they done? Uh, you, if you're on a preset table, you roll off with your opponent. Whoever wins gets to choose what territory their piece of scenery goes in, rather than moving a piece of scenery. Oh, okay. No, it's just a. It just ignores the scenery setup rules. You just pick a territory in the preset up table. Mm. But if you have a piece of uh, scenery to deploy before the battle begins or whatever, then you like or before scenery is placed, you just get to place it in. You get to place it anywhere, don't you? You don't yeah. remove a piece of scenery, you just place no. it somewhere on yeah, the table. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be in your own territory. Yeah. It's interesting for certain ones, like mm-hmm. if you're... Uh, it's still, you it's still, made no narrative, it's still made no narrative sense, if you'll go with that, that 
a random bone reapers thing we just push a cliff out of the way well no. there isn't there isn't any that is specifically for scenery that is deployed before the scenery is deployed because in the scenery yeah. setup rules you get to the table there's no scenery you put ah, it on okay. the table so it's specifically yeah. the obr one which is placed when there's no scenery on the table and you place yeah. the scenery after placing it oh, okay every other one is after you choose territories i believe no sylvaneth isn't is it no Sylvaneth you can put down before you choose territories, but after scenery is on the table. Deepkin's the same, isn't it? Uh, Deepkin is after, you know, territories. It's so stupid. Why didn't they just it make used them to be all the same? Yeah. They should have just been all the same. Like, well, not all the same, like, exact rules, but all deployed at the same time would have just made more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Nurgle's the same, actually. I, don't, I think ours is before uh, signs are picked. Yeah, because the first tree on the middle, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, because you gamble a bit, don't you? The scenery, scenery is already on the table, though, because there's rules for how close it can go to scenery now, isn't there? Yeah, well, we. It's been inch away or something. We match, yeah, we match the. You go with the, the one in the worst world, negative, right? whatever it yeah. classifies as. You go with the worst uh, result, whatever the furthest distance is away for everything. Because, again, ours didn't mention objectives before, but now we have to be one inch away from objectives. No, I think there there is there's a couple. I think there's a lot of little changes in the book. I think that they will add up to a new feel for the game, keep it fresh. Uh, but points changes could have maybe been a bit more severe in some places for the better or for the worse to make the game a bit more interesting. And I think that we could be struggling with the the meta of removing the heroes for a while but i think there is a way to adapt to it it's maybe just not the most compelling for or fun <laughs> just well, uh, don't play them spam just spam bodies spam units maybe the future see you just touched there on the in a pitch battle um you have to be an inch away from objectives for terrain and for mm-hmm. faction terrain but it, in the battlefield events section, it doesn't say anything about objectives. I mean, in my mind, if you're rolling randomly on the day and you've got preset tables, if an objective sits on terrain, it sits on terrain. I don't like it when people move the terrain out of the way for nah, an objective. It's such a nightmare for if it it's knackers, like yeah, at the top you, of a tower. Yeah. There's nothing more annoying. But... The thing is, if you move in that tower, then in the next game it's in the wrong place. And people, sh- if people are shuffling the scenery from game to game, you end up in some games later on in a tournament where the scenery is all pushed to one place and it really isn't well dispersed. Are we assuming TOs will know what missions are going to be played at their events before they set up the tables? If you look at those if you look at those uh, battle plans though, there's such a variety in where the mi- where the objectives Well you are. could you could just choose the three missions that have it right across the middle of the table. I think the the most important thing would be to consciously try your best to place scenery but what at least a couple staff, of inches away from if it. If staff strike drops, it drops on scenery, doesn't it? You don't move the scenery out of the way. No exactly it's under you the don't, scenery. But yeah, the, rules for placing, the rules for placing the objective are before the um, before the scenery is like okay. you 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 put the objective marker down 
three inches away from scenery or do you put the scenery down three inches away from where an objective would be but star strike doesn't there's no objective on the table at the start of the game so it's always been able to land in scenery yeah well to me in uh, in preset scenery at a tournament i don't see why it can't all just drop onto it or under it if that makes mm-hmm. more sense but Regardless of things like commanding and nullification. If your scenery isn't glued to the table, honestly, they're all moving. Like, like definitely top tables, you notice at the top four tables, the scenery's like either all on the edges and there's nothing in the middle quite often. Normal table two or three, I've always noticed that. You've not noticed anything. Well, that, that's See, only people who've moved it, though, who get there, isn't it? It's because folks just move it out of, like, it's, they just nudge them. And, like, when they take their models off, it just gets nudged constantly. Yeah. You put the bag on the table. I'm yeah. guilty for that, I'll be honest. I put my box <laughs> on the table and I can't sit it on top of the scenery. <laughs> Sometimes the scenery gets moved. But that's just me assuming that people will move it back or that I'll move it back after. But yeah, yeah you could put it in the pack. Just don't that's why I the like scenery. the maps. But Scott yeah. doesn't like the maps. You don't like maps, Scott, do you? I don't like the maps either. Scen- scenery maps uh, would help make it so that at the start of each game if scenery has been moved it gets moved back but i think it's all a bit formulaic i don't i, I just, just think like it i just like it because at least then there's normally at least one piece of line of sight blocking scenery then it's like worse if i can't help hide like uh no i think you should i think that else should be put there but that should come down to the to when he sets up the tables i don't think that that should be down to maps even if even if it's something like there must be one piece of scenery per eighth of the table. And yeah. um, that way everything kind of gets spread out properly. Yeah. The problem is, is we still use like hills as scenery. I like hills. Hills are good. Line it's of sight. Battlefield is not a piece of scenery, really. Well, I think that GW only came up with that because... Uh, because Realm of Battleboards at the time had hills. Oh, yeah. Is that still a case now in this? Does it still say it in the scenery bit? Oh, it's idea. in the core rules, I'd imagine, isn't it, actually? I, I can see that. Maybe an obstacle. <clears throat> I think it'll be treated exactly the same as any other piece of terrain. Now that they're out the door, those Realm of Battleboards. So they don't sell hills anymore, so probably yeah. not. Oh, maybe not. They're pretty much that whole scenery table is what they sell. That's what they give you versions of. Everything yeah, they sell. apart from the unique bit at the bottom, which, yeah, which the, is good. Like the random piece. Again, I like the new 40k scenery rules. I quite like them. I like the, if anything's five inches tall, if you're one side of it and someone's at the other side, they can't see you. Yeah. Have you seen any of the new 40k rules, Stu? I think no. it's right up your street. So I'm you not can, interested. You can like raise... <laughs> You can like plant your flag to score extra points and stuff like that, and like call for Rally. reinforcements, and like you can your your leaders get extra actions that they can do yeah. to contribute towards the the mission, it's, it's, sacrifice it's not, movement no, or stuff. It, it's not Star Wars. I'm not interested. It's, like, <laughs> it's not Star Wars, but it's like, imagine it's like imagine they had things sci-fi. like that in Age of Sigmar. So your yeah, um, I'd like that. Your hero was able to like score twice as many points this turn by sacrificing using a command ability or something like that. Yeah, no. To be fair, I I love the 40k sort of law, and I I'm playing the 40k roleplay at the minute. One of the main things from lockdown is that we started doing um 
sort of Discord roleplay. So we do D and D on Wednesdays, and we do Wrath and Glory 40k on Sundays. So I, I do like it. I like the setup, and that I just I've not got, I have not got the time to get into another game. I can't be asked. Demon army. That's what I do. I did smartly do an army that's for both games. No, I'm not. I I picked up what would it have been seventh edition. Um, or it might have been six, sixth or seventh, whichever one it was. And I, I, I've got a thousand Suns Army from Forge World up in the, up in the loft or something. And I built my first couple of squads and some, some spawn and a sorcerer. And I went and played some kill team against a guy who just spammed Imperial Guard at me. Everything died really fast. I thought this is a shit game. I read the book. I read the book. It was all complex. I was jumping from one bit to another. It reminded me of a really badly written eighth uh, edition or seventh edition fantasy battle, and I just thought I ain't got time for this. And so, so in 40k now, you can only take three of the same unit unless it's like basic basic troops. So you're special. You can't spam. Like imagine that was in Age of Sigmar. Bye bye all those MSU units of eels, you can only take three. Well, no, they're uh, not. They're, they're your battle lines. So like, no, they're battle line. If... Nope, still cranked. That's bullshit. Do they have Because troops? obviously, <laughs> but in 40k, they don't <laughs> have troops if. They don't have exactly. that anymore. Uh, so, yeah, if, if eels, like, so eels, flamers, and hearthguard berserkers all went away. Well, obviously, hearthguard, you don't have multiple units. Uh, Scourge runner chariots, that's another one. Mm-hmm. Be brilliant. There's always there's always differences between the two, but guaranteed AOS three will have uh oh, they'll have a couple flavors yeah. of new forty K. Yeah. 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 Oh well, right. So I suppose the last thing we've got is the realm of battle rules. Um Sorry, what what what's a realm uh, of a realm of what? A realm <laughs> of battle rule. No, a realmscape. I don't think we're playing with them, aren't we? They don't exist. Uh, well, <laughs> they've lost. They're this, lost in Ilga. I think this might change now. Because I hope it has. I think it should change. Because we're at the stage now where, for those who don't know, Realm of Battles now are just like a a War Scroll sized little thing. The idea being, you you get your opponent. Um, after picking the battle plan to use, you must pick a mortal realm. The players roll off. The winner picks the mortal realm for the battle. Now, to me, it suggests in the um, the tournament pack that the TO pre-selects yeah. and announces before each game. I don't know. I'm I'm half on the mind that you should let people roll off, and then people can build their army for the realm they want to play in. And at least half of the time, you'd hope then that the the endless spells you take are going to be empowered because you might be against cities or Sylvaneth, uh, not Sylvaneth, um, Seraphon or whatever. And it only gives you, you know, if you really know that realm well and you're a starting player, half of the time you're going to be in it. So you're not having to play in five different realms, even though they have been massively simplified. So I'm still thinking on that. Uh, but if you look at them, there's basically, there's only one spell now for the realm sphere magic. Uh, there's one realmscape feature instead of the d6 there's only one artifact so it's quite clear now that it's saying that um 
you must pick your realm artifact for your chosen mortal realm from the following pages instead of using the artifact from malign sorcery. So ethereal amulets, aether quartz brooches, all that pish is in the bin. <laughs> but so, so so you can still at list building say I'm going to build from yeah actually and you can take and you can take that one. Yeah, yeah. It gives you real ones And now everybody's going to be got a beasts because beasts gives you the predators talk so you can reroll charges which why can not you? you can do that for yeah. the other ones are shit yeah oh. <laughs> real saves of ones probably the only one that i think people I use just just one. give them the garments give them the garments <laughs> i just think i choose my own books items that's what everyone yeah anyway. i think that's what's gonna happen will. i think a lot of well, people will that's what they'll try and push as well. Cause you, you but again, at the same sure. time, they've nerfed a lot of people's own book ones by going, you can only have one after save. You see, what I think I'd like is that rather than you get the... I think everybody should get the Realm Sphere Magic if they're in the Realm. But I think if you've chosen that Realm... For, the item should do something else pick, in the Realm. Well, I think, no, I think if you get the Artifact, I think if you have a Wizard, you should know that spell as well on your scroll. Uh, whether or not uh, you're in that realm. Does yeah. everyone just choose beasts for wild form? Well, beasts. Plus run in charge. Everybody should be beasts. <laughs> or shaman. Yeah, run and charge and re-roll charge. There is a couple of the big really thing, powerful spells in there. But yeah. The big thing is about the, <clears throat> about the scenery where everything gets the same the additional... Yeah. yeah, so everything will have two... Scenery types, but it's the same one depending on what the realm is for the second one. If you I'll know. always do scenery types, because no. normal don't have it. anything. But, but what are we talking about here? So like Ulgu, every piece of scenery gets overgrown in addition to whatever you roll for it. So if you rolled overgrown, it gets overgrown, overgrown. Um, ah, right, got you. Oh, does it does it stack? Well, no, no you just stack get the same there. effect. Just say you don't, you can't be affected by the same effect more than once anymore. Okay, yeah, so true. in in Shimon, it's the same it's idea saying, with uh, sinister. If any pieces of scenery are within an inch of you, you know, I hadn't even one. clocked that until you've just said that now. That previously in previous generals' handbooks, um, and in the the core rules or whatever, uh, you'd roll a dice, and some of them would affect the scenery. Some of them, well, they'd affect the scenery generally, but some would be roll a dice and on a six you set on fire and it kills mm. Manfred, mm. which is generally what happened every time. But you're looking at this now and right enough for each Realmscape feature it's just adding um, a certain one of the things. So in Akshi it's everything's volcanic in Shimon everything is entangling in Gur <laughs> Gur everything's uh, deadly Gairan, etc. Et yeah, so so you go through it, and uh, well, you get mystical everything in light. So death in light, shit. Because just think how annoying Aideneth Deepkin boats are going to be with entangling this. Yeah, that was my <laughs> fear. I'm going to put them in your deployment zone, blocking your movement, and there you're minus two to run and charge. Yeah, that Nathan, that I'm volcanic because mm-hmm. volcanic would go on top of the one they really do. Yeah. Thankfully, right, well, there's nothing that adds commanding. I'm going to need to to bow out because my child has woke up. Um, <laughs> I'll catch you guys later on. Yep. See you later. Easy, take it easy.
so so yeah the realmscapes then are uh they're all right i think they're a lot more simple um each of them's got a command ability i've not read the command abilities either so uh, shaman's pretty good it gives you plus one save i think okay uh so, shadow lets you pick up a unit and redeploy it like kind of like a bridge kind of thing i definitely think this is going to speed things up because previously oh yeah you'd have to get out a sheet with six spells on and if you had a, a yeah. army that could cast a lot of spells you'd do your normal stuff then you'd have three spells left and then you'd be picking up the sheet and you know it could really slow you down and even even practiced players um struggled um to keep things moving fast so yeah i think that that's that's a bonus um i would like to see them back I think, Again, as I, I saying, think they'll be back. I, I'll be playing with Realms. The one decision, as I say, is I don't know whether or not I am going to set them or not. Set them I think the problem if you don't set them, some folk might get really salty if they end up playing against something that just... Well, no, Shadow. Yeah. yeah. But again, it doesn't. Overshadow again. What's the issue with Shadow? Uh, Overgrown. Every so, position is overgrown, so you can't draw line of sight. Like, There's <laughs> If someone's got a shooting army, they're going to be pissed off if you get Shadow. Yeah, Realm of Shadow, Silver Neff. Oh, for the Realm of Shadow, they'll love it. <laughs> I've got woods here, and then I've got all that scenery there. Yeah. You've got shoot cast. Oh, sorry. I feel sorry. I imagine poor Mike is, is digging out the ice vipers again. Um, <laughs> he's going to turn up to his first uh, his first event. In, in ages at northern invasion he's coming to northern invasion with his ice vipers and four of the five games he's going to be in the realm of shadow and not be able to see anything that's what i mean like yeah if you don't set them <laughs> you absolute could up, balls you could up if he doesn't roll a good dice he just not automatically loses but could really just not be outplayed but someone could just sit on like a I remember when I played it, we had that massive piece of scenery in the middle of the board that was overgrown, and I just walked my entire army on top of it and just sat yeah. there. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah the I same could happen to him there. Where... I, I played him with Sylvaneth, and I had woods everywhere, and the same thing happens. So, yeah. Ah. But, Scott, your uh, throne for your... Uh, Flesh of your Courts now gets an extra effect. The Fecula Nalmors now get an actual I well, yeah, because yeah, yeah. that means the scenery. So they get it when they come on the board. They get whatever one you get. Yeah, yeah you get volcanic. So you get your arch regent stood next to it. God. And then it yeah. blows him up. <laughs> or you get healing, and then you could double, like, heal more than he already does. Well, that's quite good, because it's, it plays absolutely no role after turn one. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, like, that's what I like. That's what I like about the Feculate Normal one, because obviously they actually yeah. set up a lot of them. Uh, well, you can, anyway. Uh, which is the so, plan and now so six what are your thoughts then you Liam? Six, do, you, do you think yeah, it's good it's yeah, a, a positive I, always, a, I liked the realms before the only thing I didn't like was the command abilities because it was the yeah. command abilities that were normally the problem yeah they were a problem but do you think that the handbook do you think that we're in for a better season ahead than the previous one I don't think it's the handbook the general's handbook's problem to fix i think it's just the way they keep releasing books i just think they've released the like we complained a lot about slanesh last year everyone did everyone that had a problem with them complained and then they nerfed them in december 
because they got the depravity change. Now their points have went up in Jamal's handbook and they've lost the realm items that they needed. So they've been hit three times, but they're not in this meta anymore because the two armies, the like Bone Reapers came out, which are a good counter to them. Uh, Zeech came out and then KO came out. So, and then Seraphon, which again is also an anti-demon army, which also has a stupid amount of shooting. So they just got taken out of the game before they could really get to play it. Yeah. I'm still planning on getting my Slanish army built and painted. <laughs> what, what's the first thing you're going to finish? Are you going for the OBR first then, Scott? Yeah, yeah, planning to get the OBR up. Whether it's Petrifex or not, I mean, depends on the FAQ. I'm not that bothered if they... If they I, hope that, I don't think they'll, they'll destroy it. And that's the... You know, I'll probably just target Petrifex, just keep it going. Um, I do Petrifex want to build a could just be changed to being four wounds or more and it would be totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Or own territory it... like... Uh, Legion of Blood. Blood? Yeah. Night. Night. No. Night. Yeah. Legion Night. Same as that. Or you get a single buff or something, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's there's a few ways they can do it. But um, I'm going to do it anyway because I've, I've got the models going. It's all built sprayed. You know, it's it's, it's it needs done. I, I do, the models are really cool. I really love painting the stalkers, actually. They're, they're, they've always been one of the favourites, actually. That was but... the only mod. That and the Harvester were the only models I didn't do. Uh, just because... Oh, the Mortis Guard as well. I mean, they're 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 fucking cool as well. Mortis Guard are amazing to build. Uh, I love building them because again, you just how I did. I just kept the shields all separate. Yeah. It allowed me to just rush the whole army, like get the whole army. I had the shields all blue tacked to sprues and that, and did it as that way. It's so much. So with the the big alternative stalker guys, the Immortus. Yeah, the Mortis Guard uh, are cool. They're cool. Um, but I do want to get a a Blight King cyst on the table as well that's that's probably next plan <laughs> just de- uh, join me with the demons scott scott demons got, what it is. i've got loads of plans i, I, I want to get a thurster army on the board you know the reapers of vengeance one of each again, thurster, 15 i think flesh that'll out. be hit i saw again as much as you said i think that'll be hit again before you even get to see it that's it's a problem i think they hit like you say like obviously nathan's army it's been hit by a couple of changes just small tweaks like, all of a sudden, he has this, like, certain units in his army, but, like, obviously, he's lost the extra death save. If all of a sudden they change the Nurgle, again, I honestly think Nurgle book will be out in October or November, along with the new oh, Legion so. book together. I yeah. just think, as a box set, it makes sense. If there's a box have... set, Scott, we'll go halves, and you can oh. have the Nurgle half, and I'll have the death half, yeah? I'll be, I'll be all over that, definitely. Because, again, yeah. if it's a, if it's, if it matters if it's Demon or Rotbringers, if it's demons, it means they've got another unit for 40k as well, which means then they could update the demons chaos book, chaos demons book at the same time. Mm. They have these opportunities, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I'd yeah. love it if it was demons. I'd love it. Uh, again, no, I'm very much focused on. Uh, sorry, Liam, but I'm, I'm, I'm very much focused on chaos. I, I do love chaos. I think most of all, but and I bought a bunch of flamers. Actually, not flamers, but the chariots. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, was, I was never going to go heavy on flamers, but I've, I've owned a bunch of Exalted since since Fantasy Battle. I've always loved the always loved the models, you know. That's the that's the meme, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the chariots are cool. I really love the chariots. I bought a bunch of chariots off um, uh, Tom Mosley. Actually, he, he gave me a good deal. So thanks, thanks, Tom, if you're listening. Probably not, but thank you anyway. Not, not uh, after four, three hours. 
<laughs> you should have maybe split this into two parts like the GHB and then I might do I, I might add it after the anvil of apotheosis release it on Wednesday or something um, <laughs> so yeah I've got a bunch of charities I've got a kind of chariot flamer list that's just daft kind of zinch flamery um, if you get a double turn it might be good but if you, if, if you don't and you get something that charges you then you're fucked but <laughs> so I, I, I do want to get all four armies up and out this year. That's my kind of super, super kind of high. This year, this like four year, months yeah, left. Yeah. So what what are you taking to onslaught? I mean, like season, but um, onslaught oh, right. will be. Okay, he changes it. Up. <laughs> this year is actually 2021. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what year is this? I forgot. Yeah. What, uh, what are you taking to onslaught? Well, OBR's plan A. Yeah. How, how much do you have left to paint for that? Uh, about. 1800 three, points. Three weeks we've got. <laughs> we've got a month, haven't we? That's part of a month. No, well, I'm off the next two weeks, so... Four yeah, weeks. Four no. weeks. Yeah, four weeks, but I don't know when list, list submission is. Well, I've got It's uh, two weeks away, tomorrow. Ah. Oh, and what are you taking, Liam? Hopefully Nurgle. Nurgle. I, I have no idea. I think I'll take death. I don't think I'll be taking KO, will I? No, I think you will. <laughs> Yeah, it's, quite, like, it's about done. Give, I've only got the. I've no, got no. three boats to finish, and two heroes and the six. Well, the six. Uh, what are the card? Engine riggers. They'll be finished tonight. Yeah, I think I think that'd take me more than more than the amount of time you've got, especially if you're painting your own army. Uh, my army honestly will be done a weekend. I just ordered the the clay this morning. So once that arrives Wednesday, uh, that'll be an evening of building bases. Build the bases, paint all them. That'll probably be done by Friday night. And then I'm waiting for this other trees to come before I spray everything because mm. uh, I've still got 20 plague bearers and two plague drones, uh, three plague drones to build as well. Uh, are you going, going uh, GW trees? I've got one of them because, again, I want to play 40k as well. So obviously I need that kind of to play in the GW store, because obviously I don't need more than one for that. But then I've got five of Gary's bloat trees. Oh, I love Gary's. Gary's are well nice. They are? Yeah. Yeah, I like them. I do. I think they're, I think they're nicer than the GW ones. Yeah, the um, GW one is horrible. Fair. I love the it. only thing I like with the the GW one is the the balls on the front of the pus, pustules. They're, I think yeah, they're, they're cool. Brilliant. They're brilliant. But the actual tree looks horrid, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's the arms. It's all the arms with all the bells and things. It just oh, they'll they'll break off eventually. So <laughs> so Scott Scott on the well, spot, king in yeah. the north. Are we are we gonna are we going overseas or what? Come on. Um, well, I'm keen. Yeah. Sober. Um, definitely keen. They're very clean in Norway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we just won't get back in back into the UK, will we? No, no, it's on that list. It's okay. It's on the okay, list of of areas that we don't need to quarantine. No, as long I, as I, they let us in there, that's the issue. Yeah, no, I definitely want to go back um, 100%, whether it's this year or another year. Oh, that, I, sounds, I, that, that sounds like <laughs> indecisiveness. <laughs> I would have loved to, but I've just bought a house. So hopefully no, so. it's fair enough. Yeah. Hey. I, I'm definitely wanting to go. I, I'm, I'm wanting to book my flight. Flights are so cheap at the moment everywhere. It's ridiculous. Like 
it's, really it's a bad thing to see. The industry's kind of on its knees, and holidays are so cheap at the moment. I, I'm not going anywhere, but if you look at the moment to get a, and you've got so many guarantees, it's like uh, everything's at all protected. You can cancel up to the day before. You're getting like such good deals on holidays at the minute. Uh, Lastminute.com. Yeah, so, no, if, if you're willing um, to go away in the next uh, eight weeks, you get a good deal. I'm, I'm, I'm very keen. You pick up keen. Plague. Nurgle will touch you while you're away, but apart from that, it's, <laughs> I think Norway's all right, but it's too cold for viruses up there, surely. That's it. So, uh, we'll, 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 we'll stay abreast of the situation. I think we've got uh, we've got a bit of time. I know Nathan and Liam can't make it, so uh, there are a couple of a couple of uh, other folk who are keen. So I, I'm hoping that we'll, we'll have a good showing up there because it was a really good event and it'd be good to give them some support. Definitely, no, I'd, I'd love to go. Yeah, but uh, well, we'll see. It's only three weeks after Northern Invasion. Christ. I think. <laughs> or two, two weeks after Northern Invasion. So. Yeah. I don't know Same. if I'll make that yet. I don't know where my Ooh. moving Ooh. date is. Right, where are you? Was have you, successful. Have you got something sorted? Well, we're putting the offer today, so. Oh, just... well, good oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that pretty much concludes things. I think we've we've witted on and twittered on long enough. Um, remember to to tune into Northern Invasion TV on YouTube. Um, and to find out how to pick up your tickets for for this year's event, and to yeah, to watch some watch some interesting Orkney meta battle reports before people come up. I'll Is be it gonna expect- be like a, like recording a tatty sort of thing, or <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna draw it. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna draw pictures like <laughs> stickmen, and I'm gonna take photographs of it with my with my Polaroid, and then I'm going to yeah. fax them to shake somebody. Them. Make it remember shake the Polaroids. And then... yeah. I'll fax but... them to relatives in Manchester who will then <laughs> upload them to the internet by scanning them. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that'll okay. be the battle report. <laughs> oh, it should be all right. And I'll expect you to come up at some point over the next year or two to, uh, yes. to try and become... Yes. To try and pick up an exclusive King King of the Isles trophy. Definitely. Um, and if you don't, there is a there is a a commiseration prize or whatever you call it for the. I the know one will be getting that as Scott. To be fair, let's be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. No, no, it should be good fun. Anyway, yeah, check that out, and uh, I'm sure we'll be we'll be back soon. We'll do something. Um, uh, after the list submissions for Onslaught, um, Mark said that he'll give us the lists and stuff so we can go through those. So that should be good. We'll maybe do that as our next one. I know there'll be whinging from the players who will get an advantage. Oh, no. Well, we'll learn yeah. about it at the same time. Mark will come on and we can even probably just stream it straight direct. I'm, I'm sure I can do that now. So, yeah, it'll be fine. Nobody will, I mean, surely nobody will be worrying about Advantage. I'll get it out the same night that we get, we find out about it. It'll be fine. 
Right. And happy evening, folks. Have a good weekend. Um, Remember to wash your hands. And if you're going in a shop, wear a mask. There you go. Yeah. It's good night from Orkney. Good night from Glasgow. Good night from Aberdeen. (laughs) See you later. I'm not even drinking. I'm slugging my... It's not safe. It's not safe.